Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Yes, that is right. We are here. We are back at One Indescribable Podcast, talking through Season 4, Episode 15. Uh, again, we are so close to the end of this show, and we are ramping up here. Uh, I'm Adam H. here to guide us through uh, on our, our fun little trip to Vegas this week. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Uh, the episode is not the only people that are going to be going to Vegas this week, which is so exciting. We'll talk about that in just a second. But, of course, I have to bring in some of my uh, very, very good friends, uh, someone who would probably never give me an ultimatum of any kind. Uh, Lindy, Lindy, how are you? Adam, I'm going to need you to stand down. Stand down, okay? <laughs> uh, hi, Lindy. Uh, also, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> I guess I can stand down. What, what do you want me to stand down from? Can you let's, let's be more specific here. Uh, it means just, like, stop pursuing Rebecca because, like, oh. I love her. Okay. Oh, you, so Rebecca's all yours now. Yeah, she's my favorite character. She can't be yours, okay? Mm, okay, well, famously, you are Team Rebecca. Um, but that's okay. Someone who I'm sure is probably not going to stand down here, but maybe maybe he will. Todd? Todd's like brain. How are you? Shall you or shan't you stand down, Adam? Answer the question. <laughs> I, I, I guess I shall. I don't know. You both are asking me now at this point. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's not that big of a deal at all. But oh, um, oh, I shall do samesies. <laughs> oh, okay. So Rebecca's all Lindy's. That was easy. Yeah. We don't need, we don't yeah. even to go. Okay. Well, I guess hey. I should. Yeah. Okay. Uh, someone, uh, we're not alone here. It's not just us three. I say alone. Like there's not three of us already on this podcast, <laughs> but it's not just us three this week. We have a very special friend and I was going to say uh, a big welcome to the Vegas daddy of it all. However, uh, our, our guest this week, I do have a pitch for you. Uh, it's touchdown. Tommy, Tommy, would you like to go on three separate podcasts with three people? <laughs> Uh, yes, but I first need to make a column list of each podcast so I can see the pros and cons, you know, really understand. And then, yes, then I will go on to repot. So it's like, I've been going on an individual podcast about this episode with each of you individually, and then we'll make it into one mega podcast. Oy vey. Uh, no. No, then, then you pick which podcast you actually liked, and that's the one that gets released. So oh. you get to pick which one actually gets out into the air. Also, the columns doesn't have cons. It's all pros. It's I, just I, I, pros. I've, I've, I've been, I have big problems with Daryl's system, but we'll get into that. Well, it's just <laughs> columns, Todd. There's no rows. It's just columns. Yeah. It makes sense. It's a columns of pros. Yeah. Yeah. Well, only one column. But there could be multiple columns. Well, there. I mean, there are multiple columns. For, for each. Yeah. There could be a column for pros, column for cons, but that's okay. I could. Yeah. That wouldn't be like column within a column. And that's where, you know, we're really getting into, we're getting into it. But Tommy, uh, welcome back to the podcast. I'm back. I, I Listen, there's a couple podcasts come on. And it's everyone's like last season. And I'm just feeling like I'm on like a farewell tour and, uh, and I'm so oh. sad. Well, hopefully you're bringing a harbinger of good, of good luck into the next endeavor, uh, in, into this farewell tour. Well, exactly. Yeah, like I come with like like a like a bag. Like I'm kind of like Santa Claus. I come in, I get you know, sprinkle some fairy dust, and then I okay into the farewell tour. Well, so uh, at least me personally, I did not get any fairy dust uh, as we. Well, not yet. It happens during like. Oh, it happens know, uh, just yeah. mid podcast. Okay. Or at the end, at the end, as, as we're finishing up, as he's doing his plugs. Uh... You know, it's, it's plugs and fairy dust. All yeah, in one I do like swoop. salt. Like I'm just. 
Okay, yeah, no one can see that, but I do like that. Yeah. Uh, well, Tom, if you're going to do your plugs, you have to be prepared because we do mid pod plugs uh, from now on in in this podcast. That's something <laughs> we've been adopting and I really, really love it. Um, so Tommy, there's just a couple episodes left of season four. I believe you are uh, one of our guests who has been here every season. Is that right? Have you? Is this your fourth appearance on the podcast? I be- hey, I believe so. I show up when you guys text me. <laughs> uh, I think it is. I'm sure Todd is going to fact check me on that, like probably right now. But I think it is. Regardless of that, though, Tommy, uh, season four, episode 15, besides the fact that there is a Vegas trip uh, here happening very, very soon, why this episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Vegas trip really worked out perfectly uh, there. I think for me, I, I feel like with this episode, it's just got everything. Uh, there's a trip. Who doesn't love a good trip episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get, I feel like the B plot isn't, has some, some juice worth the squeeze. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just really liked the episode overall. And I felt like there's, you know, for podcasts, I always look for, is there enough bits in, in an episode? And I feel like there's a lot of places we can take this, this bad boy podcast. This oh bad boy podcast maybe the podcast is the daddy I don't know oh my goodness um but I do of course love bits this episode uh is very self referential in terms of very. stuff from previous episodes they really hit you hard over the head with a lot of stuff and reprises which can be very fun uh at times but Tommy I just have to say right at the beginning here this episode is going to Vegas and in a mere matter of days. A, just a few days away, both you and I will be together in Vegas. How who, ridiculous. Who could have seen it coming? Yeah. Who could have predicted something like that all the way this far out? There's just no way that we could have predicted that. Um, I, of course, am very excited uh, for this Vegas trip. Tommy's finally coming to one of the Vegas trips, uh, which is amazing. Uh, we're very excited to meet Tommy and unfortunately only Tommy coming on this Vegas trip. We do hate to see it, but uh, at least, you know, Tommy's coming, which is great. So excited for that Vegas trip. And of course, we will have to do a little report on the differences between this episode and the experience that we have in Vegas. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of them. Uh, have- you, this should not be a good expectation for what to have to a Vegas trip. Not if I have anything to say. I took notes, Adam. I'm telling you. You, oh, you better no. wait. You better wait. I'm gonna everything that happened in this episode, I'm gonna make sure that we do some form of in Vegas. I I'm excited for you guys to do the slow motion walk with, with the other people going with you, like all of you in the line, slow motion walking to the casino. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell you, I don't think we're gonna do that. Unless it's like super late at night and we're going in slow motion for other reasons. I don't think that it's going to be like intentionally slow motion. So uh, we'll just have to see about that. But this is, I think this is a fun episode overall. Um, I don't know like how many, you know, takes or whatever I have about it because it very much just feels like, you know, let's get Rebecca out and kind of do something fun with the other characters while we very clearly set up the the remaining plot for the rest of the the series, which is just two more episodes. So, um, you know, that's the, that's the situation here. Uh, overall thoughts. Any, anyone have any like big major takes here before we get into it? Thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think like this, it's, like you said, it's very self-referential. Like, Hey, they make 
callbacks to quite a few things, which is fun, but also like, oh, we have like two episodes left. Let's get all the callbacks in now that we haven't been able to fit in before, you know, just like uh, speed it up. But no, I think it's a, it's a fun episode. I wouldn't call it like a, an essential episode uh, necessarily, but, but it's fun. It has some, some good moments, uh, some funny moments. So yeah, I, I think it'll be fun to talk through. Okay, well, uh, let's get into it. Season 4, episode 15. Uh, without any further ado, Lindy, take it away. All right, this one is called I Need to Find My Frenemy. And as always, first we will start off with the theme song. So, Tommy, now that you're here in season 4, what do you think of the theme song in general? Uh, I loved it. I think it's so funny. It goes so many different places. And, uh, you know, who, who doesn't love a song that somehow puts asparagus in, in, in it? So, you know. Yeah. So how did you like this particular uh, line at the end? Asparagus is my enemy. You like that one? I don't disagree with it. Asparagus, <laughs> I don't know if it's always, like, I don't know if it's all, asparagus is my enemy, but maybe asparagus can be my enemy. Asparagus is, like, a top five, maybe top three vegetable. I love no. asparagus. Yeah, like a good roasted asparagus. Uh, if you don't like, I feel like asparagus is one of those vegetables where like, if you don't like it, you're probably not cooking it right because when it is cooked right, it's really, really good. And if you're not cooking it right, it's probably it's probably not very good. So uh, I think, you know, if you don't like asparagus, that might say more about you than it does asparagus. So you're just going to insult us on here? Okay. I what, I mean, what else is new? Come season on. four, <laughs> episode fifteen. And, <laughs> uh, what, what? How do you make your asparagus, Lindy? Or just do you? Do you just not make asparagus? I I don't really make it, but I have had plenty of as, as, Is there a plural? Asparaguses, asparagus. Asparagi. Yeah. <laughs> asparagus. That's what and we I, do. That's what we do when we let someone live in D and D. I spare spare guy. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I think I've had it. I think it's been prepared well, and it's okay. But I wouldn't. I would not call it a top three vegetable. Absolutely not. Would you call it your enemy? Probably not. Okay. Have you ever made fancy asparagus, Adam? Fancy asparagus. Yeah, uh, I worked at a restaurant back in the day. And we'd have to take asparagus and you'd like, you like, you'd like take a utensil and you would split it a little and then you would twirl, twirl the ends of the asparagus. So it had like a twirly bottom. (laughs) Twirly bottom. Whoa, Tommy. Uh, I don't think I've ever even heard of this. I don't well, even know maybe what that would change Google. asparagus for you. I literally don't even know what to Google here. To <laughs> Tor- it's so clear. Twirly bottom, bottom, uh, bottom asparagus. Uh, I mean, it's like right there. I don't think <laughs> that, sure, that is sure what it's like the, is going to help me. I'm no. Sure best. Be sure to put twirly bottom in quotation marks. So just as a, as a phrase that will narrow down all the hits I'm sure you're going to get. It wants, uh, it's a, a swirl bottom? No, nope, that's still nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, Tom. You're gonna have to find this for me, or maybe maybe right. you should make it for me in Vegas when we get to it. You know, I don't know how we're ever we're never gonna be cooking, but I'll make a tutorial. How yeah, curly <laughs> bottom is yeah. Cooking with Tom. I like that. Yeah, I would make it. Oh yeah, so that 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 asparagus is pretty good. So just need to try it out there. Okay. All right. Uh, so Todd, yes or no on this ending line? I think it's one of the better ones for me. Again, it's not one of my favorites, but I thought it was kind of funny. 
but again, again, because I think the idea that a vegetable can be your enemy is something that I can identify with. Even if I don't have strong feelings about asparagus, I can empathize with someone who has, like, she said lettuce is my enemy. I'd be like, yes, way to go, other Rebecca. But uh, instead, it's asparagus. I'm like, eh, I'm not a big asparagus fan, but I don't necessarily hate it either. So, yeah. Todd hates lettuce, everyone. Yeah, we knew that. I, hate, I hated it, but we knew that. <laughs> Mine would be butter pickles, the biggest or bread pickles, biggest trap in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on hating pickles, Tommy. I feel like pickles are so overrated. It's the worst thing that's ever uh, happened to cucumbers. I just well, don't okay. understand. Uh, yeah, not yeah. all. Pickles. Oh, calm down there. Calm nope, down. No, nope, I'm all in, Todd. This is, this is any take I have, I'm all in, hundred <laughs> percent. We know that. <laughs> Sir, stand down. Stand down from your pickle. No, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. So I do agree with Adam about pickles, but I think that every time he's just going too far with one of his terrible takes, we just need to tell him to stand down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's sad that this way to like this, the show is almost over for us to get this, this new phrase. But I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunities over the next few episodes. Do you think that'll Adam work? Like, do you think, I mean, oh, yeah. not no. in a million years, but it will give okay. us great joy to say it. Uh, exactly. It's like... Okay. Um, yeah. Whatever brings joy. <laughs> Make us All truly right. happy. Good. Well, that might make us truly happy, but Rebecca is still looking for something that will make her truly happy because she's sitting in the kitchen telling Josh that the theater experience was a disaster. Um, she thought it would make her happy, but it didn't. And as she's saying this, she is actually talking to the truly happy butter as well on the counter there. And she's like, I talked to the butter. It's a thing. It is indeed a thing. And I do like that she acknowledges that it's a thing and that Josh doesn't seem to be too phased by the fact that it's a thing. Because, again, Josh just had a conversation with Estrella the Starfish and, you know, last episode. So I don't know if there's a whole lot of difference between having a, a conversation with the air bubbles from a starfish and butter. Maybe a little bit. One is alive, but still. But Josh is also, like, thinking about something else. And we know he can't really multitask much. That's true. He is focused on one thing. So Rebecca's saying, like, I feel like I'm close to something. I need to not get distracted by all the things that normally distract me. And then, of course, Josh comes in and says, I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah. And Josh completely ruining Rebecca's focus because he's a ruiner. That's what Josh Chan does. He ruins things. It's like Rebecca's just like, the, I'm so close. I'm so close. I just don't need distractions. And Josh mm. ignores that completely and just dives right in. With the biggest distraction of all time. I just, I just don't get it, Josh. Like, 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 what? Come on. Like, just come on. You know, after all this time, after all these episodes, after all the stupid things you've done, just, just come on. <laughs> he just doesn't. And he just professes his love right there. He's so like serious. He says, he's like, oh, I didn't, we have a complicated history or whatever, but I guess I just don't care about that at all now. And so I'm going to say it anyway. You know, just sometimes you don't say these things, you know? If you have feelings for someone, but it's, it's too complicated and you're going to ruin their life, just don't say it. Just hide them and then they'll go away. And also maybe pick a better, like, listen to the person you're talking to. Because, like, this is, like, very early. Rebecca would used to do stuff like this, too. It's like, you're so focused on what you want. They're not even listening to the person. And maybe begin the right timing. I don't know if when she's talking to Butter it would be the right timing to tell someone that, they, that you love them. Yeah, I think, I think it was Marissa, Marissa last week who, like, talking about how Josh has kind of become, like, the Rebecca 
like early Rebecca in the relationship that he's kind of kind of like falling around, kind of joining things to be near her, kind of do these things. And yeah, and I think this is another example of him like following old Rebecca a uh, patterns as he's pursuing new Rebecca. Yeah, so Rebecca is really confused by this and she just rushes out and doesn't really respond to it right now. Uh, so then we see Paula. She's walking into her new office. It looks pretty fancy, especially compared to Mountaintop. And she meets the team. And to be honest, she acts really weird. She's like, you are all super groomed. And she's like, I love it. Not a Tim in the bunch. She's saying these things out loud. And it's like, Paula, no one knows what you're talking about. She's been at Mountaintop too long. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Mountaintop has ruined her brain. She's yeah, she's just become so accustomed to dysfunction that like when there is function, she has no idea how to function. And it's like so clear she's just losing it. But no one seemed particularly put off. Like, maybe I'll try this if I my next job I'll be like keeping it tight to the <laughs> when I walk in, I'll go to the coworker. That's what she said. So well, is that what you say at your what you, what are like some things you say at your current job that you could bring to your next job? Do you say keeping it tight? Um no, I say like Hey, it's me. And then I don't really talk to people. I just kind of walk right into my office. Oh. Um, you say, hey, it's say, me. Hey, it's <laughs> me. <laughs> hey, that, yeah, I yeah. guess that actually is a weird opening for people that you work with. Hey, uh, it's me. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do a leg kick when I walk in. I'll be oh. like, hey, it's me with a leg oh. kick. Oh. Uh, a leg and, and they don't comment on the leg kick because I would be commenting on the leg kick, I feel like. Unless, unless they think they're going to kick, you're going to kick them and they might not want to like. Well, get, do they get leg kick, kick so. back? Is it like a series? Is it like a greeting? Like how some animals greet each other in weird ways? You guys are just like leg kicking each other as an opening? Yeah, it's just like it's, it's until someone's leg gets tired. It's just like oh, okay, it's like oh, it's not just one leg kick. Yeah. It's it, that's like oh, that would like, explain why you just go to your desk and do nothing because every time you walk around, you have to constantly leg kick everywhere. That would be exhausting. It's like and an it's an honestly, endurance competition. That's that's awful. It's the same leg too, so you know one leg gets a lot more. You don't even get to switch legs. No. Wow, I bet one of your legs is absolutely jacked, Tommy. <laughs> You'll get to see. <laughs> one leg, Tommy. That's yeah. Uh... yeah. Adam's all legs. Tommy's one leg. Tommy's got one leg. Yeah. Oh wow. And, and Lindy's the runner out of us. So. <laughs> uh, so Paula finds out that she's so she's there to sign documents, you know, to accept the job. And once she does that, she's going to get her signing bonus like today, and it's ten thousand dollars. Um, and apparently for this firm, that's so little money that they can even just give it to her in cash right now. Yeah. Just, just a pittance. Yeah. Just like, you know, that's petty cash for them. We're like, okay, that must be nice. Yeah. Lindy, I'd be willing to quit my job and work for you. If you give me uh, $10,000 cash, just as a signing bonus, just FYI. Why, why on earth would I give you $10,000 a signing bonus for Cause what? I, Cause I, I don't know whatever the job would be. I don't, I'm not, I don't employ people. I, but you could <laughs> for what? For $10,000. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. With <laughs> what business? What would you even do? Listen, I'm just, I'm listen. It was just a comment. I was saying, if you gave me $10,000, I would do it. Well, why'd you direct it at me? Like, I don't know. Cause you <laughs> seem like you would be the one that would be most uncomfortable with me saying it to you. I feel like, <laughs> well, I think you were right. <laughs> wow, well played. I'm, I'm gonna clip that uh <laughs> no 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 i, I, I take it back 
But you didn't say his name, so it, it doesn't matter. Been, yeah, yeah it doesn't easy matter. edit. Yeah, easy yeah, edit. That's to put not Adam even hard. That. That's not even hard. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, you know, I'm flustered right now, just like Paula was flustered with the money. Um, mm. <laughs> she was like, "Sure, I love you. You are beautiful." <laughs> like <laughs> she's so excited about this. Um, and she asks the woman about the suit she's wearing. It's Fet Regoso, that name we always hear come up. Uh, these suits are apparently the unofficial office uniform um, that Paula learns now. Yeah, I do want to say I, I was hoping for more scenes from the boss because the actress, a, I'm going to butcher the name probably, but a Tox Olegandoye, I really like her. I've seen her in a few things. She was on this like a this ABC sitcom called The Neighbors, which was wasn't that great, but she was hilarious on it. Uh, she was on Castle for a little while. She did a voice on Arcane. Uh, she's like a really talented actress. She's de- she also does a character on Steven Universe. Uh, Tommy will appreciate that. Uh, so she's really talented. There, I saw her. I was like, oh, cool. And then she's just kind of there in two scenes and doesn't really get anything really funny to do and i was kind of disappointed because she's really funny and she just kind of is there but i was still happy to see her cool yeah i didn't recognize her but it's good to know um so then we see hector visiting heather at home base and he needs to borrow her keys because uh, well, he pretends it's because he wants to listen to the sounds that they make when, you know, they kind of jingle together. But really, it's because he lost his keys yet again, apparently. Um, and Heather has made him four extra sets because she knows there's going to be a next time. Um, and, you know, Hector says he's trying not to stress her out, but he leans over the counter um, to kiss her and ends up spilling water on her phone, which he also he needed to use that to call an Uber. So kind of inconveniences both of them yeah i'm I'm not really a fan of the uh hector's a man child storyline here i feel like it's like a you know a little regressive for for hector as a character i felt like after he moved out of his mom's place a uh we got a uh rid of that aspect of him to a certain degree and and i know we've had that kind of comments like especially like what was it last week where she talked about him not being able to tell the difference between a stingray and a rock maybe a couple weeks ago uh which is a, a little bit in this but a uh i don't know it feels like like going from zero to 60 suddenly on the the hector can't do anything for himself and just kind of felt out of the blue again something because if you're a little forced a little contrived just to give heather a reason to want to leave town and i just didn't really love it necessarily yeah i mean I, total agreement for me is how this was like unfortunate this reminded me of like very much early hector where we saw him sleeping in for things and like super flaky and unreliable feels like hector has come a long way since then uh but it, it you know we just went all the way back there for this plus the things that he was like messing up were kind of dumb like i know losing keys and whatever spilling stuff feels like common but like I don't know that I've ever like lost my keys in places and I'm, you know, a very forgetful person. Um, like he's, you know, has to call an Uber. Like the, the one line later, it's like, uh, have you found my gray hoodie from the pile of one gray hoodie on the floor? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, Why are these the questions that you're asking Hector? Like, this is not, this is not what we've seen from Hector. And so I was, it was a little unfortunate kind of going back to this point as Todd was saying. I totally agree. Um, And then we kind of shift over in home base to where Beth and Valencia are sitting. Beth is saying, we left this on a cliffhanger last episode. So now she's saying, 
I'm not ready to propose. How long are we going to be arguing about this? And Valencia is still acting the same way. She's like, when will you let me have this? I've always dreamed about being a bride. Um, She's being really unreasonable. And Beth is like, you dreamed of bullying the person you love into proposing? Valencia is basically like, yeah, yeah, I did. (laughs) Could you imagine? How did you guys get engaged? Well, you know, I just got bullied until uh, until I said yes. But look, we're so happy now. Yeah, isn't it magical? Say it's magical. I think that's my favorite delivery from Valencia this episode. And then Beth tells her, "Look, you're going through something, but it doesn't have to do with me. So I'm going back to New York. Are you coming with me?" And Valencia just crosses her arms and like shakes her head a little she doesn't even say anything and then beth leaves like so childish uh yeah yeah we talked about a lot last week but it's such a bad look for valencia such a bad look for valencia don't love it uh so then we see uh rebecca talking to aj about what josh told her um AJ is asking how she feels about all three of the guys in her life. She says, oh, this is like painful and exhausting. And AJ is like, well, yeah, you know, you have three gorgeous men to choose from. You're right. You have a huge problem. (laughs) And that's when Daryl shows up and asking what's the problem. And, you know, Rebecca's asking about how to make decisions. And Daryl, that's when he introduces his system for decision making. Columns. Uh, such a inventive name, you know, it's just like, you know, genius from Daryl all, all the way around on this system. Well, uh, I, I don't even think that Daryl had a name for it, right? Who was it that said the word column and Daryl was like, oh, that's a good name. It was AJ. It was a- yeah, AJ that said columns, right? Like it wasn't even Daryl that had the name that's for columns. It was just Daryl's system. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And uh, AJ was was gold in this episode. What, what little he's on here. Uh, whenever... Um, no, Rebecca says something about the three guys. He's like, yeah, all I get on Tinder are grifters from the Czech Republic. And I say, less Josh Chan, more stories of AJ's adventures with grifters from the Czech Republic. That could have been <laughs> one of our storylines. It would have been like much, much better. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but honestly, those... all of the stories. Like, I like the carnival story as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. you lost your nephew at a carnival, and but you still love that. Is it the same carnival? Like, you love yeah. all carnivals or just that carnival you still are in it's... love with? It's that carnival, even though he nearly lost a loved one to that pit. It's the pit he doesn't like, but the overall carnival is so wonderful that even the the death pit in the middle of it is enough to dampen AJ's love of that carnival. Has anyone anyone ever loved a carnival? I feel like you go to them, you're like, I had a good time. But have you ever been like, I love that carnival? Uh, I guess such a carnival is a weird word, right? Because, uh, at least back in when, you know, when I was in high school, we did like a fall festival is what they called it type thing. And so there were like very carnival esque elements. There were rides that came in, they did like booze and food and whatever. And so like, it had the feel of a carnival, but it was more of just like a vibes thing, uh, than like a, you know, touring carnival that would, that would come around. Uh, and so I definitely loved that. I don't. I just don't know if I'd call it a carnival. Like, what is the line of this is a carnival, this isn't a carnival? Yeah, we used to have like what they called the school carnival, but it wasn't really like the a carnival. Carnival is kind of like that. Like they would set up all these little games and things like that in the school gym, but uh, that was about it. I don't know. I think maybe like once I've been to an actual carnival. I think sometimes like the, our state fair has kind of a carnival feel to it, but uh, the I actual love carnival carnival. Uh, yeah, I. 
I enjoy parts of the state fair, but just so many people, so many people, and the traffic is horrendous. Uh, especially the Texas State Fair it is so horrible getting to and from it. But I to love me, the rides. Yeah, to me, the sketch level, it's like the sketchier it is, probably going to car. Like, I worked at a, it was a state owned amusement park. I probably shouldn't say this on air because I'm going to diss them. It was definitely carnival vibes. Uh, those, <laughs> like, a lot of things were oh my not God, safe. Tommy, which state? I'm not saying that on this <laughs> podcast. I'm going to tell you right now. We have government executives listening to this podcast. Oh my just, gosh. just waiting to trip you Like up. We definitely just put a bar down that did not lock and hoped the kids would just stay and said ride. Oh my God. Um, the Tommy. go-karts did not have a slow down button. And so we had to just hope they would slow down into the finish line. Uh, they did not. I got hit by a go-kart. Uh, <laughs> oh my god so uh, hey wow i love carnivals should we as a podcast instead of one describable podcast go to one describable carnival should we open our own carnival stand no oh i mean i feel like it could be fun lindy what what would we do at the carnival stand though okay well i mean we would have to find rides of some of some kind they would ha- probably be cxg related rides uh, the, the giant pretzel ride, of course. Yes, that, that, there we the go, one. Todd. You're yeah. on the board. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we can also serve pretzels, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a section where it's just the truly butter churners. And it's like one of those rides. That it's more for it's more for the, the feel that you're just churning butter. It's not that fun, but hey, you're going to appreciate you're churning that buddy, butter. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a Silver Dollar City type of ride. Uh-huh. Where it's, you know, yeah, uh, gotcha. Uh, of course, the columns ride, like the, the wonderful columns ride, where you just, it's basically like a, just a big drop where you would climb up and you like fall down the column. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like we would have to have a nod to Raging Waters in there somewhere. I don't know exactly how, but part of it would have to be water themed with Raging Waters. Lindy, I think this is a good idea. Like, the, I think this is money we're leaving on the table. I'm sorry. I did at first. I didn't realize this was a bit. I thought you were serious. So I was like, this is just not practical at all. But. <laughs> Well, it started the bit, and now I think Adam's now being serious, and you, now you guys reversed your positions. Well, that that's the podcast. Hey, whatever pole Adam is on, Lindy's on the opposite pole, and if he moves one way, she has to to swap. It's just it's like the the laws of the universe here. Yeah, we also that's can't be exact. out here just identifying bits. They have it like it has to be just part of the bit. Like you have to just either keep the bit going or like go fully. You know what I mean? Like you can't be like, well, this is a bit, and then because now we're ha- now we have to do this bit about talking about the bits. The problem was I didn't identify the bit at first, so I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that's all bits, bad. That, that's it's all bad, bits all the uh, way down. That's, that's really bad at yeah. a bit right there. You can't have that bit, uh, bit etiquette at a bit. You just can't. You just can't be doing that here. Uh, yeah, unless you are bidding about being a bit, exactly. then it's okay to call yes. it a bit. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. He bits it. <laughs> oh wow. Bit? Uh, yeah, bit. Uh, back back to the column method. Um, I said earlier, like the they're pros and cons of the column method and the cons is that there are no cons listed. So that's one of the reasons why Rebecca's having such a hard time choosing as she's looking because all it is is listing all of the positive things and none of the negative things. And as much as we may love a, uh, some of these guys, even those that we love, we all have to admit they have some cons to them. 
Uh, and you know, even if only, even if you think only two of them have cons, well, you know, that's a good way to eliminate people, but they really only have like all the wonderful positive things about them. It's not going to help you make a decision. So again, I think there's some flaws in Daryl's system. It's a very optimistic system though. It really, is, it just takes into account the positive. And I kind of like that. I, you know, they all have negatives, but like maybe, well, I guess they don't really even out, but you know, for, <laughs> for the most part, they, you know, there's a lot of negatives on all sides, but I like identifying the positives and it's very affirming that they're all good in the sack. So good for them. That's <laughs> good, Adam. Amazing. Yeah. You know, good for them. They're all amazing. That's. I feel like amazing in the sack is actually a very high compliment. Because like, you know what I mean? Not to get like too in the weeds here or in the sack here, but like people get very, uh, you know, I feel like people don't say amazing in the sack a lot. Agreed, but if all three, it feels like it loses its luster when everyone's getting the same. Like, oh, you, know, you, th like you just think Rebecca's easily impressed. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think this this is uh, about the caliber of these men is so high. Okay. She says, I've been blessed with gifted lovers. But does and she know taught them well? Does she know better? That I guess that's the yeah. question. Yes, she does. She's been with other people. But <laughs> I feel like you... Yeah, but maybe she, maybe just maybe I just want a different uh different ver verbiage. Is that the correct grammar there? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. I want a different verbiage, uh, but like it could be on the same same platform, right? Like what's like like a synonym like of amazing, amazing, excellent, yeah, you know, fantastic. But then, um, which yeah, one maybe, is better? Any, I think anything below amazing is average. Like you could say like good or great, and I feel like you're just you know you know great in the sack, okay. And but I feel like amazing is a step up here. That's what I'm saying, and yep. they're all amazing. Yeah, but I'm saying if it's like amazing, excellent, and fantastic, those are all on the same. I think they're all the same thing, but it makes them feel a little special because they all get a different verb to describe. Uh, I think the thing is like the same, the same word. Yeah. I, I think for Rebecca, she says she's taught them well. So I think the thing is like she's told them what she wants. They've all followed her instructions, and so That's they right. all fall in like the same category because they all have followed the instructions she has given them. So hmm. okay, and now uh, we should all go around and rate ourselves in the sack. That I feel like that is the next. Uh... <laughs> okay, Adam, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, you know I've, I've never heard any complaints. Uh, is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, see, I bet you regretted telling me to go first now, don't you? <laughs> you thought I wasn't going to do it, yeah. didn't you? I think, to be I fair, think... you didn't use a word. You just said you haven't had complaints. That well, could mean they said, oh, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I would take, like, the good to great range is, like, where I would probably go. I, I, feel like I feel like you have to reserve amazing for, like, whoa, they're, like, whipping out all kinds of stuff. And, like, there's tools. Don't, don't, like, say, don't say whipping out, please. It's like in this Mr. Context, Inspector please. Gadget out there. Like, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like amazing has to be reserved for something, like, really amazing. Why is Inspector Gadget in this conversation? <laughs> of the images I now have and what's popping out of Inspector Gadget's hat is just like, oh, let's stand down from this conversation. Let's stand down Wait, no, Tommy has something to say, yeah. I've been here since the beginning, right? We, we said that OG guest. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that at least half, if not all of them, Adam somehow has figured out a way to talk about my sex life in every single <laughs> podcast. That's just the podcast, I mean. That's just, definitely yeah, yeah, That's just the podcast, just yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> 
Okay, Lindy, I went. Now it's your turn. <laughs> Obviously, none of the rest of us are doing that. <laughs> Yo, I did win a sack race once in They're saying you're speedy in the sack. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Tommy. I was trying to transition and now I got brought back. Listen, I, you know, that's good. That's good, Todd. That's, <laughs> that's why you don't answer the question. Like yeah, you were right, Lindy. I should have listened. <laughs> Anything you say will be used against you. All right. Let's get back to these columns. Speaking right. of using it against you. Um, no, yeah. nothing. Go, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right. I did write down the list in the columns. I will just read them off real quick for each guy. So Nathaniel, charming, handsome, smart, chemistry off the charts, amazing in the sack, evolved. Greg, forgiveness, smart, compassionate, funny, foxy AH, surprising, seems to understand me in some profound way, question mark. <laughs> Amazing in the sack. And then Josh, affectionate, emotionally available, incredible bod, understands my inner child, evolved, amazing in the sack. Now, okay. I <laughs> I enjoy these lists a lot. I think my favorite uh, part is the part on Greg's list that says, seems to understand me in some profound way, but like yes. kind of question mark. <laughs> yes. I love that part. Seems to maybe. Yeah, my question though to you all, uh, which uh, which uh, which which column would you rate the best? If you, getting rid of the names, getting rid of like whose is whose. If you had to pick a column, whose would you pick? Because I'm just gonna put this out there. Uh, low key, I think I'm picking Nathaniel. If I'm if I'm just picking columns. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My answer: If the names are gone. I like Greg's column the best. <laughs> yeah, that makes that actually makes a lot of sense. It's not Josh, basically, is, is really what I'm Oh, it's definitely not Josh. Like I I have a hard time picking between Nathaniel and Greg's columns. I think they're both really good. I feel like Josh's is like objectively the worst. I think Greg is the one I would lean to line up. Just because that understands me in some profound way, I feel like is the thing that gives a, a Greg's that a uh, that bump above nathaniel's i think the question mark does it for me and i will say it's so funny i'm picking like lindy's favorite lindy's picking my favorite and todd's immediate thought was i have a really hard time picking between those two. <laughs> <laughs> uh tommy what about you if you're looking at all three of these comms without the names on them uh who are you picking uh i think i'm i think i'm leaning greg oh okay well good for greg i you know i'm team greg so if you all like greg i love that love to see it well, it's the best column, but could she have put more words under Nathaniel's and tipped the scale? Yeah. Okay. So... What word would you, you get to put one more word under Nathaniel's? What are you putting? Oh, that's so much pressure. <laughs> um, that's too much pressure. I just, I love him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh... About, he's nice now. I guess evolved kind of. Yeah, takes, we got we do have evolved in there. Evolved uh, does take care of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say anything about him being funny, but I think he is funny. So I would put something like that on there. Is he funny? Yeah. I think I think they have like I think they have pretty good banner back and forth. Yes, exactly. Honestly, so good banner. Does that go in the chemistry? Island? Yeah, but does that <laughs> go in the chemistry vibe? Right? Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. Well, maybe the banter does, but the funniness, that would be separate. Yeah, the funniness is separate. Okay. Anyway. Let's um, call so talk. There's a yeah. bit of discussion about the three guys. Uh, basically, Rebecca 
has all these pros for all of them. Nathaniel has the approval of the women in the county jail. Uh, if I ended up with Josh, that would make a certain sense. Obviously, we've heard that phrase before. Um, and, you know, she's like, maybe it's Greg. Maybe it's Nathaniel. Maybe it's Josh. And she's like, I'm back in an... Oh, God. <laughs> and then we get our first song of the episode, The Math of Love Quadrangles. Yeah, kind of sort of reprise, but a... Uh its own thing in a way at the same time i love it i don't know what other people think but i thought i thought it was great yeah i mean this song was an absolute delight uh i just loved it so much i have all the same costumes as well the glasses on they're making these quadrangle puns i love the math of love triangles and so like i was already very predispositioned to love this uh uh, yeah, th- I mean, this was just really, really good. My only complaint, and it's not even really a complaint, but my only complaint, I just wanted another verse. <laughs> I just wanted it to go a little bit longer. But, like, it doesn't, I don't know. They, they like, got the point across. They spent a good amount of time doing it. Like, that was just me wanting more music, and I'm, like, always going to want more music. So, uh, I loved it. This song was just an absolute delight. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, again, Metal of Triangle is, like, one of my favorite songs of the series. It's just genius. And this is a great callback. I also love, like, Rebecca is so put out through the whole thing. She's like, oh, crap, I have to do this again. And the guys are all in. And this time, you know, it's the actual guys instead of, like, a bunch of random strangers doing it. And, like, Adam, I was I was like, yeah, it was like, it's over really quickly. Because it ends on that very abrupt punchline uh, about the, this is happening forever thing and so yeah i would have liked it to go longer but the fact that it was like short because she is like so exhausted from dancing this dance that i i think it works really well in that that aspect too yeah i agree i, th- I think for me if you're gonna do like a, a reprisal i feel like you gotta make it like it's it, at least i like it when it's like slightly different i like how this one has such a different context now and it has such a different meaning and a different uh vibe to it and like you guys said said like super exaggerated just not like uh not ready for this one from rebecca yeah i think we all love it so that's great um and then after the song you know rebecca is like my life is a disaster she's already said that once in this episode like the theater was a disaster so she's wondering what to do now um when she gets a facetime from david audra's husband which is obviously kind of weird so she answers it and finds out that uh you know audra went to vegas for a bachelorette trip and hasn't come back um she's kind of abandoned her family right now and david is saying well i can't ask someone to help who's like part of our lives or whose opinion matters at all so rebecca can you please go and convince audra to come back uh yeah, it's like, okay, it's weird that David's calling Rebecca, but at the same time, it makes some sort of sense. I guess it's weird, but I do also want to say, I'm pretty sure she did columns. David definitely would not have gotten the amazing in the sack, just from everything that she said about David and their their previous hookup. He would be like the an example of someone who was not getting the amazing in the sack, a, a comment from, from Rebecca. Uh, but no, it's it's weird. It is very weird that David is calling her. It feels out of blue, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I need someone who knows her that I can call, but that I don't really care about your opinion. So, yeah, I guess Rebecca's the only one that fits in that category. It's weird. Does everyone need a friend like that? The friend that you're like, I can I can be my lowest of low, or I can give you, like, my messes, and you'll still be around and deal with them, but I don't really care if it affects our friendship. That seems toxic now that I said it out loud. 
<laughs> you think? It seems hard <laughs> to hard to have a person like that because if they're there to help you, how could how could you like not care about them? Yeah, that's a, that's once I said that I was like, oh, yeah. that's that's toxic. That's not. Good. Yeah. It's just the words came out of your mouth. You're like, ah, ah, ah. Can I read? Oh, it's already out there. It's already yeah. out there. Sorry. Um. I do think there's maybe some truth to what you're saying, though, Tommy. I feel like there are, like, some types of friends who you just have to, like, have to be uh, – or not, like, have to be, but, like, there are friends that you just, like, dump everything on, right? Like, like closer friends that, like, you just, like, you know, are – like, dump all of your life's crap onto, and they just kind of, like – not i guess maybe help is help is the thing right like there are friends who's are more i don't even know what i'm trying to say here um i think i got her you threw the hook now i'm throwing it back yeah yeah reel it in okay (laughs) bring us back uh i think what it is is it's less that you don't care about their opinions which is the record point but more so there's friends that you're so close to that you can dump stuff on them and it doesn't affect the friendship like it's like it's more like you you come to them for the help you come to them for the stuff and you don't have there's certain friends that I had to be like my best self for because I worry that like if I show them the the messy room behind the curtain that they'll they'll stop being my friend. Yeah, but yeah. That's how I am with Lindy. So, They're the ride or yeah, die. It's the true. What? Ones. Yeah, I understand, <laughs> I understand completely, Tommy. Yeah, it makes a lot. I'm of sorry. Sense. Back up. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up, Lindy? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I was just trying to do another bit, but, um, you know, I, <laughs> look, I, clearly that did not go well yet again. Here's the problem. I love friendship. I value my friends so much that when uh-huh. you're, you're saying you're calling into question and the question, know, the level of friendship, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be insulted. I, was it, a, I feel like almost those types of friends are actually like, higher i don't know i don't i don't like rank tiers of friendship but i feel like the people that you like really like say everything to are maybe better friends than the people like who you're just like more cat like what you know what i mean like i feel like actually even though it was a bit if that were the type of friendship i feel like that's actually like a a higher level of friendship than would otherwise be no yeah because i think you guys are describing a different type of friendship than what's actually happening in the episode yes yeah we've gone completely away from the episode yeah this might as well not even be a recap of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so confused about what you were saying. Yeah, so so basically that they're, they're talking about someone that you can do what David's doing, like you know, pouring out like all the awful stuff. But there's someone that you actually you're doing that because you know that they you know it won't change your friendship, won't change like their opinion judge of you, you right? They're but they still gonna, like yeah. you, you know. Yeah. Whereas for Rebecca, it's like they don't care about the opinion, but they're talking about the different situation. But the, I think the salient point here is Audra doesn't have friends like that. Audra yeah. doesn't have anyone that's the friendship that Tommy and Adam are talking about. She doesn't have anyone in her life that she can turn to, that David can turn to, to say, Audra is going through something, and you are her friend, and I know you won't judge her. Please go help her. Audra doesn't have that in her life because Audra is so career driven and so alpha, you know, be all the time that she has like destroyed any of that sort of press. Everything is so uh, prestige related and appearances related that she doesn't have the sort of friendship that Tommy and Adam are talking about. So, wow. Yeah. I, I just I, saw, <laughs> saw Todd take my random tangent. And definitely, I just, I saw my self veering off the road. Like, I knew there was no, he took the wheel, he took me back and somehow made it relevant to the episode. I was going to say, I love how Todd is bringing us back to the episode every time so far tonight. Yeah, me and Adam are on the biggest part. Sorry, Adam. Sorry. 
we can't be doing that <laughs> so anyway um <laughs> back to the episode rebecca is saying wow that's terrible news but she can't help but smile <laughs> but of course david can see her it's a video call um but she agrees to go to vegas she's like the cons are gonna have to wait but aj knows like this is just to procrastinate on the decision and see your frenemy at her lowest you can feel superior and rebecca's like aj you're a damn bitch <laughs> and aj's like thank you <laughs> He doesn't just say thank you. He's like, thank you. And he yeah. draws it out. It's like perfect delivery. Again, uh, AJ's killing it in this episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's also like very right about the situation with like the exception that like she was legitimately called to go help a friend in Vegas. Like it's not like she's like seeking out something to go like distract herself with or to procrastinate this with. Like legitimately someone called her asking for help and she's just saying yes. So you know, uh, we we do support uh, Rebecca in helping these, uh, you know, hypothetical friends in the in these situations. But to quote the Bachelor, is she doing it for the right reasons, Adam? Though, like that's where we really, really got to go down to. See, this is why I don't watch the Bachelor because sometimes doing the right thing doesn't have to be for the right reasons for it to be the right thing. So, you know. So you think going on the Bachelor is the right thing? No, I don't want I. <laughs> No part of The Bachelor is the right thing. <laughs> there's nothing There's nothing you could spin there to make that the right thing. Well, whether it's the right thing for the wrong reason or what, Rebecca is going to Vegas and she kind of comes to their girl group lunch that's already underway. Uh, Heather is saying Hector's it's like it's like having a kid um valencia is upset and she's like at least you're married beth left town and didn't answer my ultimatum <laughs> um paula of course begins with happiness she's like oh my gosh the people at my firm are so nice and it's perfect but then she's like let me just look up these suits i'm sure it's uh, i'm sure it's expensive it's probably like uh, 400 dollars <laughs> and then the jacket alone is 8000 and then heather's like Cool. So we're all kind of miserable. Uh, I no longer have to wear suits because I work from home. But like uh, when I was, uh, Tommy's getting mad at me. I don't know. Did you wear suits at the office, Tommy? No. Because anytime anyone talks about being able to work from home, I get an instant. Oh, you just get. Um, but I used to have to wear suits, uh, like a, a ton. I wore, I, I was like, you know, I, in the business school in college. And so all those annoying people in college, you saw wearing suits. That was me in college, but suits are freaking expensive, man. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, I, I was obviously not buying $8,000 jackets, but like suits are really expensive. I, like it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Uh, suits are terrible. I'm so glad I don't have to wear suits anymore. I like would I would refuse to work at a job that made me wear a suit. I would sooner go work in Tommy's office and do the leg kicks all day every day than wear suits. <laughs> That's for sure. Wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be a question. Yeah. And you have to get like suits tailored because if you had to wear suits, you have to get them tailored strangely because the one leg would be so much bigger than the other one. So it's a good thing yeah. they don't require suits there. Oh yeah. Custom. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, no suits in my office, baby. We're yeah. all cash. All, all calves, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I, I do like the same whenever a, a Valencia mentions the ultimatums. Like, I thought the whole point of an ultimatum was trapping someone into giving you an answer. Like, Valencia, bad. That's bad. <laughs> Listen to what you're saying. Yes, it is bad. But yes, that is uh, kind of the point of 
what she was doing, but it failed. Um, so then Rebecca rushes in, says there's an emergency, and Heather's like, uh, you know, that could have been a text, and sometimes you don't even show up at all, which also would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Seems like this is a common occurrence with Rebecca. Uh, makes sense. But Rebecca tells them, I'm going to Vegas. I don't want to go alone. And because of these problems that they're all having in their personal lives, they all want to go. So this right here, Lindy, is where I'm out on this episode. Out completely. She asks one time and gets three yeses to a Vegas trip. I had to ask Tommy a million times <laughs> to get him to go to Vegas. I got so many no's, so many oh, next time we'll. I got there were so many declines before Tommy finally said yes. This is wildly unrealistic here. Yeah, I mean to be honest, the reason that we offered Tommy the Vegas episode was we figured it'd be a chance for Adam to either shame Tommy into going to Vegas or mock him for a, a not going to Vegas. But instead, it gets to be a celebration of him going to Vegas. So it it's turned true. Out well. This is best case scenario in terms of that celebration. I just have to say there were a lot of declines, Tommy. This was not realistic to get three yeses on one ask. Okay, mom frere. Uh, <laughs> how many times have I asked for you to come to L.A.? I would love, to go, <laughs> would love to come to LA uh, maybe at some point. Who That's knows? not a yes. Listen, I'll, and I'll be in Seattle in uh, February too. I hope you uh, make the trip up. It's right there on the West Coast. Yeah. Okay. But listen, okay. I hear you. I said no, but all it took was the Bills winning yeah, that was a clear yes. <laughs> he, took, he took the Bills winning a game that they were absolutely going to win the whole time <laughs> for Tommy to make a bet that he is probably now regretting. But it's going to be fun. So they got three yeses and one S. This is like a dream scenario. I would love to be able to have three people in my life that I could just walk up and be like, hey, do you want to go to Vegas like right now? And them all say yes. Right now, I think I maybe have one, probably zero. Yeah, I... The fact that all of them have the ability to just drop everything and do it immediately is a uh, pretty amazing. I think that's the part part of part of the thing because yeah. a, uh, I'm not opposed to like you know going on a trip, but uh, it's hard to get away from my actual life sometimes. So it oh. gets a little little difficult, a little touchy there. I think. Yeah, it doesn't really make practical sense, but you know what? It's going to be fun. It's the girl group forever going to Vegas. But first, um, we go to Nathaniel, um, seemingly in the lobby of the office building, uh, where Josh walks in. I, I, I don't know what Josh's plan was. I guess he was going to go up to the office and confront Nathaniel, but he's in the lobby, so he's like, stand down. <laughs> basically no no hello no like oh yeah the weather today it's like <laughs> he just goes right into it and he's like i've declared my feelings to rebecca and i care about her i cared about her first so you need to stand down and nathaniel understandably is like i'm not gonna do that that's not something people do <laughs> He's so formal about it too. Josh is like when he's asking, uh, the, what a weird, what a weird situation from Josh, because it's not like we're, well, uh, you know, he, he ends the conversation earlier with like, it's Nathaniel, isn't it? He's like already getting jealous, even though Rebecca's like doing nothing to make him jealous. Um, 
And now here we are. Like, he's already telling Nathaniel Stanton. What an overreaction from Josh here. Like, Rebecca has given him nothing to suggest that, like, he is the one that she's picking or that, like, he has any reason to, like, be worried or think it's Nathaniel or even think it's Greg. Uh, obviously, until we see the board. But, like, we haven't seen the board yet. He knows nothing. He's seen nothing. And now he's telling Nathaniel to stand down. This is bold. Well, it's uh, because he saw them almost kiss. Well, but, like, they also almost kissed. But yeah, that, that yeah. means no, but that means that Nathaniel is from Josh's perspective his competition because he almost kissed Rebecca just you know in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of competition talk. Have you guys ever had like competition in a relationship or like oh you're worried about whatever Antonio stealing somebody like anything? Uh, Who's Antonio? Antonio. I, well, I don't know. I I don't know whoever would be whoever would be stealing the person you want to go out with. No, I'd be so fearful if I ever meet an Antonio. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, 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 you know what, Antonio, stand down. Stand down. Uh, I think Josh lost the mini he did this because let me tell you, the other two weren't like this until Josh brought this into the the Josh brought this. He's the one that's like, oh, now it's this big competition. Because that's Josh. He needs it to be a competition. Because that's the only reason he's into her. It's because it's like, it's just frustrating me that he came in and it's like, uh, he he made it this thing of like, he couldn't stand on his own, right? Like he could have went on the date, try to focus on Rebecca, focus on impressing Rebecca. Instead, he's like, all right, I don't think I'm going to be able to get Rebecca on my own. So I'm going to get the other guys to stand down instead indirectly like he's not saying that but that's how it feels to me it's like it feels like he's like okay i'm not gonna be able to get her so let me go and go the other way let me take the the sneak route to to get rebecca in the end yeah it's it's not good it's not good at all uh it's a really really bad look on josh uh, all around here i think my biggest problem with josh in this episode is the fact that he's even like on the board for rebecca like <laughs> what look are you serious? After everything that happened, he left you at the altar and you tried to mail him your poop and you think that this is a man you might want to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah. Why? I mean, he got back in the mix pretty quickly after that. Like, it did not take a lot of time. Wait, that just reminded me, I, I have a pro for Nathaniel. He doesn't poop his pants anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> big. Yeah, that's big. Maybe that goes under evolved. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, probably. Okay, no. Uh, so yes. Anyway, yeah. Josh is you know trying to talk Nathaniel out of this, but Nathaniel thinks he and Rebecca have a chance, and then Josh says, "Josh." <laughs> Nathaniel says, "Did you guess? Just forget your name, buddy." <laughs> I love that moment so much because it's something you can almost understand happening to josh you can almost believe that josh should forget his own name it's just, just the way in the head it's just like it's so like uh, it's not even super patronizing it's, it's almost like concern like oh buddy just forget your name you know <laughs> crack me up uh but no he has just spotted his name on the whiteboard at in the back room of Rebetzel's, uh which i love the physical comedy here of aj trying to awkwardly hide the board with his arms like over his head it's really funny um, but then, of course, Josh and Nathaniel walk over there, go into the room, and look at the columns. 
Uh, and after seeing this, Nathaniel says, okay, like I'm standing down. And Josh says, I shall do samesies. It's just so dumb. It's just so, it's just so dumb. I've, I, I don't know. I've, I like have no other thoughts about that. Uh, not to like get too ahead of ourselves. I like where they end up with this storyline. I just like hate how we get there. It's, it feels very like, it feels annoying that we're doing this two episodes before the finale, you know, like that's, that's kind of where I'm landing here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I will say that Josh being overly formal does amuse me, but there's also the undercut kind of, of annoyance at, why he's doing this and how he's doing it but the i shall do samesies the the mixture of formal and samesies uh, amuses me it amused me too <laughs> um so then we see all the girls in vegas um you know four badass chicks walking into a casino and that's when we get the song slow motion i think it's i think it's good i think it's solid i i enjoy it i think it's funny I will say I've had it in my head like nonstop the last couple of days. It it's in my head gotten... right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have not been able to get it out. I don't know if it's necessarily a pro for the song, but I will say it's like airwormed itself into my head for the last few days. So I enjoy it. It's a, not a not a high tier song for sure, but I think it's a it's a funny bit. I like the physical comedy of it all. Like whenever they tried to walk in slow motion in real life, that part amused me. The part where they slow down to super slow motion and they're all like that that part amused me uh yeah it, again it's it's not high comedy it's not the wittiest song they've ever had but uh as just like a little comment on that sort of scene uh i think it's fine i'm not gonna lie to you i i hated it like, oh. I I really did not enjoy this. I thought it was terrible. This is, like, one of my least favorite songs of the series. Uh, oh, wow. I, I just, I thought I don't know, I thought it was dumb. And, I, like, all the extra slow motion stuff, Todd, you said you, like, found it funny. I was literally there, like, what show am I watching right now? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't like this. It didn't advance anything in any way. It was, like, a maybe a funny bit here, but, like, it went on for so long. Like, why could I have not had, like, 30 seconds off of this and 30 more on Math of Love Quadrangles? It's just, like, I don't know. I, I'm way out on this one. So, so you're saying bit. it's the it's the Apple Man of this episode. Yeah. You could just, like, a forgettable could just be plucked right out. Just just plucked right well, out. Well, no, because Apple Man was the best song of the show. This is, <laughs> this is like... I don't even I don't even remember the other ones because they were terrible. But I, I this was nothing for me. Since when do you not like a fun bit? You know, it doesn't. <laughs> I do like a fun bit, but this wasn't fun, Lindy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fun. I liked I, it. Okay. I, well, I'm glad you liked it. I have been practicing my slow motion for weeks, and this song for big. And I'm just I don't know what to do now because I thought Adam was going to come in hot and be excited to do the slow motion bit and. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, Lindy and I will be excited for your yeah. slow motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just gonna be me now. It's less fun if it's just me doing oh, and, slow motion. In Vegas, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna yeah. do this in Vegas? Well, yeah, I've been practicing all week. I thought we were. Adam, I thought we were doing it. Like I thought this was already. I wrote it in the chat. I was like slow motion, real quick, just like. You wrote it? Uh, okay, I must have missed it, but I, yeah, I mean, you See, can do it. Now I had to point out the bit, Adam, because you, you, <laughs> you can do it. Well, you I mean you can do it? I'm, you know, I. Maybe it's funnier in person than it is watching it on a show. It's yeah. the song, Adam, not not just about them watching them. It would I will say it would be funny to watch Tommy walk around a casino in slow motion. 
He's we doing are now it right watching Tommy on the call. And, so, and it is something it just is exploded. Funny. I don't know. So it, tur it turned weird, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Tommy, uh, making it weird. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think the song's fine for me. I, as much as I'm, I'm mostly, I, I think it went on a little too long for me. I liked it at first, and I think the big guy, I was like, okay. So this, the song felt like it was in slow motion to you. Yeah, yeah, it really did. <laughs> kind of. Uh, well, for them, it, it felt like the walk to the desk, you know, wasn't as long as they thought. Um, they asked to find Audra's room, but the guy at the desk isn't going to give out that information. But then some women come down complaining about the person next to their room who's been, you know, calling herself an alpha bitch. <laughs> and Rebecca is like, oh, that is, she knows that's Audra. Um, so they give her the room number. And they go to Audra's door, who says, "Oh, Rebecca Bunch!" <laughs> like she is not excited to see her at all. Um, they walk in the room. Rebecca's like, "You know, David called me because he and your three children need you to come home." And Audra asks, "Like, why do you care?" And Rebecca says, "I care about you in my own way." And my friends selflessly agreed to come help, <laughs> uh, which we know is not really the case. Um, but that's when we get yet another callback in this episode. Heather says, females helping females. Valencia is like, and that's called sisterhood. The first of a couple references to that song this episode. Yeah. And then Audra just immediately is like, fine, you win. I'm going to go pack. <laughs> and um, I think immediately it's probably clear to the viewer. Like, yeah, she doesn't mean that. But they they totally buy it. And they're like, oh, yeah, now we can go home to our lives uh, where we have to, like, make decisions. Um, okay. <laughs> but then they realize that Audra has escaped from the room and they all cannot hide their excitement that they can't leave just yet. Yeah. I was, uh, oh, no, we have to stay. <laughs> you know, like the negative words, the super excited uh, voices and faces. That's a funny bit. Um, so they go looking for Audra and find her um, in the casino with this guy named Jesse. <laughs> this is just, this is too much for me. This whole Jesse thing. Just Audra calls him daddy. She's all over him. Like, what? Uh, are you not a user of the word daddy, Lindy? I feel like that would be right up your alley. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You don't no, that's not for you. No. Okay, okay. that time that time I think you can feel insulted, Lindy. I think that one actually <laughs> was an insult. I, I'll I will co-sign on that. Is there ever a time where daddy is appropriate? I don't think ever. It should be can we cancel it from the dictionary? Mr. Dictionary. Uh-huh. I'm holding up a yeah, phone. Miriam. Yeah, Tom, Tom is miming holding up a phone right now. Yeah, Miriam himself. Yes, okay. Get rid of the word daddy. Just use dad. Not for, well, don't use it in this situation Whoa. at all. But I'm saying, like, use dad for... That's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy's hung up now. I was going to say, uh, because if you're addressing your partner as dad, that well, is no, infinitely can... worse than daddy. I would take daddy over dad at 10 times out of 10. They're both partner awful. gets no, yeah. The partner gets no <laughs> dad, daddy, father. I'm, okay, but like, to papa. Be, listen. Okay, Tommy. Literally, daddy <laughs> is the best of all of those. Hey there, 
Oh, unless it's like Poppy, you know, you're one of those. <laughs> but you wouldn't well, like, hey, father. Like, Green no. to die. <laughs> no, you, you definitely want, you don't, you don't want grandpa in there. That's, then it gets oh. really bad. Um, although I do, I do like know of old people who like refer to their partners as like, oh, you know, grandpa and grand, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. they like do that is like, uh, especially when they're talking to like their, uh, younger, like either their children or like their grandchildren or like, you know, go, go see grandma and like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, go give I it to got, them. Well, that's different, Adam. Well, yeah. I know it's different, but we're talking about grandpas now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to. Todd, though. get his back. <laughs> that's the thing. We don't have to. Sorry, Tommy. You you've used up all your lifelines this episode. I can't I can't oh, save you anymore. But is Todd the daddy no. of the podcast? That's the, ah, that is ah, the question. That I, no, 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 me gusta. no, no me gusta. Todd doesn't want to talk about this. Neither do I. <laughs> we need to move on from it. Just like Audra says, she's gonna move to Las Vegas to mm. be with Jesse, and she calls it pulling a Rebecca bunch. Yeah. I like that, you know, using the using a very inside reference to the show of like pulling Rebecca here, moving across the country. You uh, love it when I do it next week, and you had to convince me not to move to Vegas. Well, I'm gonna leave Vegas after the trip is done. <laughs> like you could stay bit, there. <laughs> oh, it was a bit. I didn't even realize it was a bit. I thought we were being serious here about moving to Vegas on a spontaneous whim. How did I not pick up that it was a bit? Silly, Adam. I don't know, Bits Adam. Are for kids. What are... <laughs> it was a bit, Adam. Oh, my God. oh man. I've. So I think my favorite thing in this scene, whenever they first meet the uh, the the daddy, um, is Why would you uh, call him that? <laughs> that wasn't even me. I blanked. I blanked on his name for a second. What, Jesse is that Jesse. his name? Yeah. I, so can we call I, him daddy from now on? Just no, no, no please no. Um, to be honest, I went into this podcast planning on calling him daddy because I didn't know his yeah. name was Jesse until someone said. It. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna call him daddy. Just to, I'm yeah. sure you will. Uh, so anyway, never, never. They all come up, and he's like. Oh, I don't usually do threesomes, but the redhead can stay. And <laughs> I don't like his line, but all I like is Paula's reaction to it. Because at first, Paula gets like this little smile on her face, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just got a compliment. Then she realizes what that means and the look of horror and disgust. You're just like watching like the transition in her face from like, oh, cool, a compliment. Oh, no. It's just, it's just beautiful acting for Paula there. That's my favorite, favorite part of this whole scene. Uh, so then we go to uh, White Josh, Greg, and Daryl are all eating together at Greg's restaurant. And Josh walks in, interrupts them, and is like, Sir, I would like you to stand down. <laughs> Yet again, just barging in somewhere to say this. I love Greg's reaction also, which is like, Hey, Josh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would be better if you threw a glove down each time? Because it already feels that form of you as like, I need you to stand down. Glove hits the floor. Yeah, gotta throw the gauntlet. You know, as formal as it is, there has to be something like that, something to signify, something physical to really, you know, bring the gravitas that he's trying to project. I agree, Tommy. Uh, but, you know, Josh tells Greg that Nathaniel has agreed to stand down. And the best part of this is that white Josh is absolutely loving it. He says, oh, this is tremendous. <laughs> I... 
I love why Joe through this whole scene, just loving the spectacle. He's like, oh, yes. He's like, dinner in a show. Yes. As Josh is saying, shall you or shan't you stand down? <laughs> and my Joe's just like, yes, give me more. Yeah. And it gets better because Nathaniel walks in and says, Craig needs to stand down. Um, <laughs> so now they're both here. Uh, they thought the other person was standing down, but they both separately realized they can't live without Rebecca. So they came here to tell Greg to stand down. But Greg is like, look, Rebecca and I, we're over. Like, she doesn't have any interest in me anymore. And Nathaniel and Josh turn to each other and they're like, he doesn't know about the whiteboard. <laughs> and White Josh says, please show us the whiteboard. Does anyone know where the whiteboard is? <laughs> I love that so much. I also love at one point, a, uh, he's like, please, someone say stand down again as he's trying to video them with his camera. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And of course, Daryl knows where the whiteboard is. So he says, follow me. <laughs> they all look at the whiteboard and Greg's uh, reaction is kind of the same that Nathaniel and Josh had at first of like, I'm out. Like, I'm standing down. Which uh, I think that would probably be my reaction as well. I don't know about y'all, but uh, if I, you know, if I ever seeing this, I think I'm just I'm just out of there. I think I'd be flattered. They're not negative. They're pros. It's true. Like, there are only pros on that list. If but... there was cons, I'd be a little more upset, I think. I think because there, my ego would get the best of me, I'd be like, well, you know, she is, she did say I was amazing in the sack. So, you know, we'll just. <laughs> exactly. It's all compliments. I mean, that's nice to see. Yeah. So I, I think they're acting more. Who, like, I haven't made, I, I was going to say, I have never made a column about for people, but you do for like other things, right? Like you're, oh, I'm moving jobs. Here's column A, column B. Um, so I don't know. I feel like there is merit to the column system. Do you think that we should each make a three column system about each other? Like all three of us give columns to each other? I'm sure there's no way that would end poorly. I'm sure oh, that would yeah. be only a positive so experience all the way around. Yeah. There's well, many, will be no number one, feelings. Number one for all three of you, amazing in the sack. Just right there. <laughs> Just, open up. Just give you a sneak preview of what's coming. Lydia is so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, man. Raise your hand if Adam's made you uncomfortable on a podcast before. <laughs> Everyone raising their hands, yeah. including Adam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back to Rebecca, she is asking Audra, wait, you're using me as justification for abandoning your children? Um, and Audra tells her, I've secretly admired you for a long time. You escaped our restrictive upbringing, started a cute business, you got great friends, have dated 9.6s despite being solidly in the fives. <laughs> and you're happy, right? And Rebecca's response is, uh, yes. <laughs> it's clearly not a, not a decisive yes, obviously. Yeah, but hey, Audra doesn't pick up on that at all. But I, I can see, like, you know, Audra, Audra being, you know, impressed Rebecca being able to get out because they both, you know, we've seen, like, one of the reasons why they have butted heads so much is they both came from a very similar upbringing. And they both had, like, very similar mothers, very similar experiences. They've had all this pressure thrust upon them. And they kind of had this competitiveness, like, uh, baked into them. 
And so being able to see Rebecca, you know, break out of it and seemingly on the outside find some happiness, you know, where while, while Audrey is dealing with all the pressure of everything else in her life, I can see it being like, wow, that was brave. How did she do that? Yeah. And, you know, she's trying to live her own version of that now. And she's telling Rebecca that, you know, she's going to go to Jesse's poker game and, you know, he's going to buy her a tiger. <laughs> it's just all so absurd. No, 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 no. Oh, you guys are going to do that. We got to go to the high stakes poker game and I need to get a tiger. And then teach it to walk in slow motion. You slow motion tiger. Boom. Tie it all together. You down a tiger. No, no. Man, Adam's no fun. No I know. fun, Adam. Yeah, that's what they call me. <laughs> so you know, that's, that's one of my many nicknames. Well, Adam, all legs and no fun. All legs and no fun. Well, I think Adam, it's trademark that. Adam reacts the same way Rebecca does. Basically, she's like. Rebecca says, Audra, this is crazy. And Audra says, you can't call me crazy because when you call me crazy, you're just calling me in love. Blam! The blam Where have we is heard that? <laughs> the, the blam is what does it for me. Pointing the line is, is like, okay, another callback. But her ending with the blam and kind of like, you know, thrusting so forward at Rebecca, she says it just cracked me up. Yeah, uh, of course, from the potentially best, potentially worst, depending on who you ask, theme song uh, of, uh, of CXG here. I love how everyone has different opinions about it. I think it's the best. At least one of our guests thought it was the worst. Tommy, what is your thought on the season two theme song? Can you remind us? Remember when we asked you, like, you know, I knew you were going to bring that months and months and months ago. Yeah, Uh, uh, I do. I remember specifically the blam. And I think I have to give it a positive for just the blam. Uh, Okay. Everything else is not. But the fact that, like, I don't remember any other theme song other than the one I just watched for this. But I do remember the blam. I it did before important. you just said. You don't that. even remember the season one theme song. Oh, I do now. The cartoon where they're all like, "Do do 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 do." Oh, that's pretty good too. I think I think we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> New game show. Tommy tries to sing lyrics. Hum a song. You try to get. Them. And you name that tune yeah. in five <laughs> doo doos. Oh boy. <laughs> Tommy, you spoiled the game for the day. Oh, I knew it. Oh. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is kind of a kind of throwaway line, but Heather gets a text from Hector. He set off both the smoke and the carbon monoxide detectors. Um, he said he was asking the difference, but it didn't matter because he set off both. So, so dumb. Get out of the house, Hector. If yeah. Not- <laughs> yeah. Sleep on the deck. I like. <laughs> Um, but then uh, Valencia spots Denise Martinez and she says, that bitch, I cannot stand. <laughs> that that made me laugh, too. Another yeah. uh, women got to stick together callback. I mean, everyone has a Denise Martinez in their life. You know, someone who you probably haven't seen in ages, but like you really don't like for probably a stupid reason. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got those, right? Yeah, pretty much. 
I sometimes say like everyone's got those right in a very sarcastic way of just like clearly everyone does not have those and I do have those. But I actually feel like this is a very realistic person in your life to have someone like way young from childhood you haven't seen in like over a decade, maybe even longer that you just like really don't like for some reason. Yeah, like you've held on to that one thing. Yeah, and it's probably not like a big thing. It's probably something stupid, but. Yeah, like in middle school when they took me and pushed me in the mud, I still remember who was it? Was it Antonio? <laughs> Low key, his name was Adam. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Tommy. That was actually me all the way back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Adam time traveled. Yeah. <laughs> all the way back in the unknown state that the government officials are certainly not working for that I won't reveal because we all know where Tommy's from. I definitely didn't mention a sports no. team from that. No, you didn't. <laughs> definitely not. You definitely didn't come on like a third season episode because it was set there. No, no, no. Nope. Uh, yeah, we don't know what 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 you're talking about. So uh, Valencia and Denise both say hey to each other. They clearly don't like each other, um, or at least Valencia doesn't. And uh, Denise is saying this is her bachelorette party. And she says that she basically gave her fiance an ultimatum and he forked over the diamond. And somehow it's going to take this interaction for Valencia to realize what she has been doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this is my main problem uh, with this. I think we only get like one more scene. Uh, well, Valencia specifically about this storyline. My problem is that like, Denise is like nothing is said to her that like is is different than what Beth is saying to her like these realizations happening from this situation feels like really bad when they should and could be happening because of growth that she is having in this new relationship with Beth who we like I at least I like Beth and I feel like like the the utilization of her getting frustrated at this thing like that should be the catalyst for what propels Valencia to like have this bit of understanding obviously that doesn't get her to Vegas and then we don't have this okay whatever but like if you're gonna give me this you know uh give me a give me a call with Beth who's like having you know having that conversation I don't I don't need to see I don't need to see Denise here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish that this has been more Beth centric than Denise Martinez centric. Yeah. I think Denise showing up is a fun callback, but it being the impetus, I think if it had been like, if Denise did this and Valencia was still like, Oh, I can't believe it worked for Denise and it didn't work for me. And then like doubled down. And that led to a conversation with Beth. I think that would have worked better for me, you know, but like, like you said, it's just like, Oh, it's oh this person i can't stand did the thing i was doing and now it's showing me that i don't like what i did is it's a viable thing like oh this person they're holding a mirror to my they're the, the you know the 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 twisted mirror of my actions and now i see what i've done and i now realize how bad it is that's something that can work i think we've even on this show like the whole like you know twisted mirror of someone being something that brings someone to a realization but it's just like such a throwaway thing here and you don't even really doesn't even feel like valencia learned anything in this moment I mean, she has a reaction but it's not like a uh, it, it, it reads as oh she's jealous as more than a oh I can't believe what I've done. She doesn't like stop and call Beth immediately. There's nothing here to make it seem like she's learned her lesson in this moment. So it feels, you know, a, a phone Dan. Yeah. I feel like there's other things that should have got her to think about it. Other than it, it just felt very shoehorned. Yeah. in like very just, 
either make it long, make it a bigger thing and make it more of a mirror thing. But right now, not doing it for me. Uh, so then Rebecca tells everyone about the poker game. Uh, Paula seems to know what the backroom poker game deal is all about. Pretends it's because of a movie, but clearly uh, <laughs> she has had some prior experience with this that's been alluded to in the episode. Um, so they knock on the door and the guy who opens it basically, you know, pulls them into the room and Audra pretends not to know any of them. Um, and Paula's like, you know, I could just like sit at the table while you all, you know, figure this out. <laughs> she really wants to play, but they are put into another room um, and they're supposed to be quiet or they're going to kind of like meet the sidewalk. And you see Rebecca slowly realizing what that actually means. Uh, it's it's a little silly that Rebecca takes a while to, to realize that but I do like the reaction of her like turning to to tell everyone what she's realized and them all just like staring at her like she's an idiot and just nodding their heads and her going oh you figured it out alright okay I, I kind of like the reaction but for Rebecca to, to be just so you know clueless about what it means eh I don't know yeah. it's like you know it works for me on one level another level doesn't uh, also, Tommy, we're not going to be doing any backroom poker games. Uh, first of all, I really don't think that they exist. And second of all, if they did exist, uh, we would be murdered. So, Can we meet the sidewalk? Maybe. If you wanted to, I would not recommend it, though. Just like highly not recommend it. I will say uh, I would be remiss if I did not shout out one line that Paula says. I think it was a couple scenes earlier. I don't know. All of the Paula stuff just kind of blurred together for me. Uh, she mentioned the game Pi Gal. And I love Pygow. Tommy, we will be playing Pygow. Do you know how much I've heard about Pygow? Oh my god, I love Pygow poker. Uh, it is so much fun. It's a game of pushing. It's a game of getting your free drinks uh, and just having a good time with your friends. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, Tommy will be converted by uh, the, the return trip. I, I can almost guarantee it. Even if you lose money, it'll be still a lot of fun. You just gotta teach, guys. I'm real scared. I haven't really public, like, publicly gambled. I've like, like, I've like. Uh, Maybe Tommy is in the back rooms there. Oh, what's yeah. going on there? <laughs> publicly gambled. I've like, like online or like the slots. I've never done the like. We can, I mean, we can play slots. Yeah. Well, and that's fine. I, I want, but this is the thing, Adam. I need you to get me to like be at a table, have the face. Like, I, I want the whole experience of actually gambling. Yeah, what's life. the face? Can we, uh, you have to describe yeah, okay. the face. So my bluff listening. face. Yeah. My, all right, let me try. <clears throat> what if it's like, what are good, what are, what makes a good bluff face? Like you Okay, no well, expression? the games that we're going to play do not involve playing against But other, I'm still going to bluff. <laughs> yeah, so there's, you can't bluff. It's just like the game. Yeah, but I'll still have the face on. Okay, um, and describe the face. Okay, it is like eyebrows straight or maybe a little angry. And like, uh, then that was a really tough start because in no way were your eyebrows straight when you were making this face, like this, or I guess they're always it's straight. like scrunchy. Okay, so they're down, so it's like you're upset, you're angry, yeah. you're mad, you're angry, mad, yeah, okay. And then and <laughs> my then bluff you're... is that I'm always mad, so you can never know if I'm happy or like it's like I'm always mad. So you okay, can't that read. seems like worst case scenario because we should always be happy when we're on the table. Uh, okay, we'll work on the we'll work on the face in Vegas, and maybe we'll have we'll have some better results there. Because what just happened was not what we wanted to see. Now he's crying, kind of, <laughs> or like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. We gotta work on it. We'll workshop. Yeah, we'll get there. Well, 
Audra is hoping that Jesse's okay in the other room, and Paula just straight up says he's a loser. Um, which you know, yeah. Um, What's better, oily or naturally moist? Because neither sound great to me. Yikes. I, I mean, hard to say. <laughs> what's better? Probably, I don't know. Probably oily. People have a people have a real big problem with the word moist, and I don't really know why they have a problem with the word moist because, like, it's just a word. But I don't know. Spritzed is that a thing? Like, oh, oh, yeah. He's naturally spritzed. Is that? I don't. I don't know. Is he just Isn't that wet? A thing? I feel like I've heard that before. He could be damp. See, damp sounds like you got like, because then you got wet pants. Damp makes you feel like you're just like saggy. Like you're just like saggy. Yeah, like your clothes are all damp, and you're just like saggy damp pants. Like what? Are, I mean, yeah. Is that your next D and D character? Saggy damp pants. Saggy damp pants. <laughs> hey, it's me, saggy damp pants. <laughs> Is he sad now? Yeah. Well, yeah. His pants are saggy. Is his pants are damp and saggy. Yeah, I would be. Do you sad want to too. be happy? Like. Oh my! Oh well, I was gonna say there is a DD character here to talk about if you're always oily. Because what if it's like cooking oil or butter? You could just butter your own bread with your body, and boom, you have oil. Do you want body butter? No, I'm not saying me. (laughs) I don't. I'm saying we're now we're talking about DD characters because I would not want to produce butter out of my body. (laughs) Or maybe, well, you could save some money. Like if you know, depending on. You could maybe sell it. Lindy, this is the business that I'm going to work for you for for $10,000. Body Absolutely body not. I decline. <laughs> you can't decline. You're the one making the offer. I've I made accept. no offer. <laughs> I'm giving you absolutely no money. <laughs> if this is an ultimatum, I am leaving. <laughs> it's over. Oh, no. Okay. Lindy's, Lindy's giving me an ultimatum. <laughs> you gave me one. <laughs> no, I'm just accepting the offer. There's no offer. <laughs> there is when you body butter involved. We're good. This thing is going to take off. Just no, like, I am take off the body uninvolved. butter from your body. Yeah, you can probably I take have off nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Audra says, you know, they're all just jealous of her, but uh, Valencia's like, we all uprooted our lives to help you. We're basically heroes. Dare to defy, <laughs> which is the, <laughs> the CW kind of. Uh, What's the word? Kind of like slogan, at least at that time. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone know what it is now? Has it changed? Is CW still a thing? Uh, for the moment, the CW is still a thing. I'm not sure how much longer the CW is still going to be a thing. They got oh. bought by someone new recently, and they've been like cutting shows left and right. It's kind of like an HBO, Warner Brothers. Oh, no. Uh, uh, no situation there so i don't know their moment they had their moment they were shiny there for like a good you know let me go on a little bit of a rant here because it's not it's very short i promise how how unusual okay it's very it's very very short because we have all these rich people that are buying these things right we have all these mergers we have capitalism in play and while i am very firmly anti-capitalism and think that it leads to bad very bad things across entirety of markets I don't understand how we can have people running all of these television companies with so much money that are cutting shows. How, like, what is the logic? Shouldn't we have more money to do more shows? Why are we cutting the other shows? Who cares if there's more content? What is the downside? It just makes no sense. Like, the, so many shows are getting cut, and just like, stop it. Stop cutting the television, okay? Cut it out, all of you executives who are listening to this podcast. Cut it out. 
Yep, and they're all listening. We know this. Yeah. Yeah, and you government officials from said state that we will yeah. not say on the podcast. Yeah, especially because that state had a not so amazing election. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> it could be said about a lot of states. Well, yeah, no kidding. Anyway, Audra is like, you're here to avoid your miserable lives. And Valencia's reaction is amazing. She's like, have you talked to Beth? <laughs> but like, no, Audra just like can tell that that's what's happening. Um, and she's like, you know, Rebecca knows if you want to be happy, you have to make decisive choices. Right, Rebecca? <laughs> um, and then the man like brings Jesse in the room and says that, you know, he needs a bailout. He can't afford this. Um, and he wants Audra to help, but she can't because her accounts have all been frozen by David. Um, and then Paula is like, I got this. I have the money. Deal, deal me in. <laughs> it's her cash bonus. Oh my. Yep. And I wasn't sure which way this was going to go. Uh, I think if there'd been more time in the episode. I would have leaned towards Paula, like just blowing it all and it being a disaster. But since it was like toward the end of the episode, I kind of felt like, oh, it's all going to work out. But I, I wasn't sure quite the direction they're going. Because they had been like seeding through the whole episode the idea that Paula loves to gamble. Paula wants to gamble. Paula apparently got banned from two of the casinos in Vegas at some point in time, you know. But, uh, is that because she's really good or because she was really bad and caused the scene? Who knows? Apparently she actually is really good and has not been overestimating herself this whole time. Adam, can we get banned from a casino in Vegas? I, I mean, we could, but I really don't think that we should. Okay, hear me out. There's no upside. We put the body butter on us. Yep. We slide through the casino. Mm, That's how us. we get kicked out. Yikes. That... Uh... All right, Can, Lindy, I'm out on Buddy Butter. I'm sorry. I know you had a really good offer for me, oh but my God. <laughs> I just I have to decline now. Sorry. Uh, what if you do the Body Butter slide in slow motion? Does that make it more appealing with the tiger? The tiger no. also sliding in the butter? No. No, I mean it just it just doesn't. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, no. Man, I have to ask myself, how did we get here? <laughs> you had me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is big Tommy energy for sure. Well, then we get uh, another song here. It's basically like slow motion part two. <laughs> um, you, we see the game. Paula wins apparently, and they're all celebrating. And then we see them all walking slow motion, including Audra in the lobby. They've all got a different color of the Fet Regoso suit, and they look great. I love the vibrant colors here. And maybe they're in a sexy cult. Oh. That is, that is my favorite line of this reprise. Yeah. The, the, the sexy cult line. A, uh, my display name for this uh, call was almost sexy cult. Uh, <laughs> see, I think I like the reprise better because, again, it was short. It, it did enough. It, it, had a, it, it was like a small, packed full piece of candy, like a gusher. That's what this one was. The other <laughs> one was like a the other one was like a Laffy Taffy. You're chomping on that thing for way too long. Oh, wow. That was a great comparison, though. Tommy, the okay, I I agree to like what you're trying to say. That was a good comparison. The problem is, I love Laffy Taffy's, and I hated what, the original slow motion. Song. What's another? So, what's another candy that's like takes a long time? Your chompers, you're like like a jawbreaker, I guess. A chomper, like a fun dip, like you have that weird fun dip, weird fake that's sugar a, stick. Something you chomp on? Well, no. Like 
I mean, Tootsie once roll, you get to the, no. the I hate Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. Also, Gushers. I haven't thought about Gushers in the longest time, and I would but, love to have a Gusher right now. <laughs> I was going to say, now you are. Now you're thinking of those Gushers. <laughs> All I have are those stupid jelly beans from so long ago. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare call them stupid. I mean, they're Todd still, still has them, too. Yeah. Okay, I can't believe that Todd and Anna both bought a bag of my very favorite flavor of jelly they beans. Are legi- this is legitimately still a full bag. They're still full. Even try it. Okay, I'm on her no, side. Like, you got to Try a jelly bean. Form. No, no, we did. That's, we tried oh, so yeah. many times. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they're not completely full. What if full. I brought these to Vegas? Do you want some of these jelly beans, Tommy? What? What? Let me hold they it up are, to the camera. They are berry blue flavor. Yeah, I will try a berry blue flavor. All right, I'm gonna have. Yeah. I'm gonna have another one right now. Just to Tommy, look. I think you are a reasonable person. I think you will like them. I do. Okay. Too. Yeah. It's so a little stale, Adam, because we've yeah. had these for a while yeah. now. It's a little stale. This may impact. I'm not buying another bag, so <laughs> I already, I bought Tom a bag, and I was, I mean I I'm I'm done. You didn't even that. buy me one, which would have been the most useful purchase. Very, why? They're your favorite jelly beans. You already know you like them. Well, I, I, that's what I mean. I would have eaten all of them, and you'd got your money money's worth, as opposed to the ones you wasted. My, I mean, the money was spent. This is this is sunk cost fallacy here. There's the, I mean, the money was spent regardless. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't spend any money on me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so now, Adam, you need to send her a scroll on top of a bag of jelly oh beans. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, I think I'm going to Chicago this uh, winter. I'm very excited for that meet up there. Lindy, you're welcome to come uh, with uh, myself and Marissa, but. What does that have to do with jelly beans? I don't know. We just talked about the scroll. We're on to a new topic now, Lindy. Catch up. We're just, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Woo. Wow. After you didn't buy me jelly beans, you just insulted me, you know, for the million times. And you didn't invest in her business uh, body butter. I tried, Tommy. (laughs) No, you declined my non-existent offer. Um, I I think that you should maybe buy me some jelly beans to make up for all this. Maybe, yeah. There's, I only had one jelly bean too. How is this stuck in my teeth? See, that's okay. Jelly beans are the are the first uh, first version of slow motion. See, that it's stuck in your teeth. You're chewing that for a while. I got it out. I got it out. Oh Oh my god, that was a whole endeavor for one little tiny freaking jelly bean. You gotta eat a bunch at once, obviously. (laughs) See, Tommy, isn't this ridiculous stuff that you're hearing right now? Also, how much is a bunch? Like, like, like I don't know, like 10? 10 jelly beans? Adam, please put 10 jelly beans in your mouth so I can No shot. There's no <laughs> shot I'm going to be putting 10 jelly beans in my mouth right now. I don't even think I've you eaten 10 jelly beans from this bag. Yeah. I mean, I don't always eat jelly beans. I've This is the okay, first question, jelly bean question. consumption I've had in, like, forever. Here's my question. Okay, if yeah. you've got like a bag of M&M's, are you eating them one by one? Or are you putting it, you know, a little handful in your mouth? Okay, so if I'm buying a bag of M&M's, uh, they're either the peanut butter M&M's or peanut M&M's, and I'm go- I go one at a time. I'm not trying to just like shove M&M's in my mouth left and right here. No, <laughs> well, you're this doing is not it a, wrong, Adam. This is not a speed competition. The only way I'll put more than one is if it's those mini M&M's. You don't talk about like the they're usually like in a usually in a candy cane like for Christmas is where I'm familiar with them. Uh, but like the mini M&M's that those I'll do more than one. But like a regular M&M, I I don't need to I don't need to be just like 
shotgunning M&Ms here. <laughs> like, there's no reason to go that quickly. <laughs> I think there's a half. I, I usually do like uh, two or three at once. I don't do like five or ten at once, but I do do a couple at a time. Depends on the candy. Uh, my toxic candy trait is that certain candy, specifically Jolly Ranchers, I like to get as many in there and then like chomp on them. So I get really, because I get really like tough teeth. And for like a little bit of time, man, I can chew anything with those Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Tommy's got like the tooth version of Rocky going Talk on. Talk to Tommy over here when I got the Oh Charlie my Ranger. god! I will say to Lindy's credit, I want to give Lindy some credit here. Uh, she's so she's smile. She's so happy that I'm about to do this. Uh, the the she did recommend to me recently a new uh type of candy. Sla- I don't know if I'd call it candy or whatever. A a, tr- a sweet treat a called yeah. hockey. Uh, very weird name. Uh, and was basically unavailable absolutely anywhere except for the amazing Costco. Uh, <laughs> and I did buy it at Costco, and they're pretty good. They're pretty good. That's, you know, uh, significantly better than the jelly beans. So credit to Lindy. Uh, good suggestion. I, I I would recommend Pocky. Thank you. I there love you the cookies and cream Pocky for anyone out there. Yeah. The problem like was it. that it came in a pack of, like, a bunch of strawberry, some chocolate, and some cookies and cream. And it was just like... Well, why is there so many strawberries? Adam, you know why that is? That's because you bought it at Costco. <laughs> okay, well, I was literally not available anywhere else. I, I looked at every gas station I went to and every grocery store that I went to, and it, there was nothing. Did well, you go was... a Pocky at a time, or did you take, like, a... Like well, a... no, each Pocky <laughs> is, like, four or five bites, because you, have it's you like, break it off. Yeah, it's but you, like... well, you can take four or five and just... those jolly rancher teeth first oh my god yeah i don't think i'm i don't think i'm doing that i do just eat one piece of hockey at a time yeah Yeah. (laughs) yep we all eat things one at a time (laughs) all right um i don't know how to transfer that back to the episode but here we go so (laughs) greg and white josh are hanging out and Greg is asking White Josh about him and Daryl being friends. Like, how is that going? And White Josh says they're happy that way. And Greg is like, oh, well, maybe, like, that'll be enough for me with Rebecca. And White Josh is like, well, actually, like, that's because we didn't work as a couple. But you and Rebecca seem different. Um, And, you know, I hate to say this, but I've never seen you as happy as you are with Rebecca. Even though I am truly deeply perplexed as to how not only you, but two other guys could be so into her. Truly one of the great puzzlements of the ages. Every time White Josh can't wrap his head around Rebecca, I love it. It's one of my favorite running gags in the show, and I love this bit so much. Yeah, maybe I'm going to come in a little lower than you on this, Todd, because I did enjoy it. I think it's been funny throughout the series. This was maybe a little on the nose for me. Like, we're, you know, it kind of goes a little above and beyond what I uh, enjoy from this. I feel like the more subtle stuff is a little bit funnier, but uh, usually it works for me. This one didn't, this one didn't quite work for me as well. I liked it, but like Todd, I always, <laughs> I always like it when that happens. Um, and White Josh says he thinks Greg has to give it a shot. So he's all in for love. Um, so then we go back to Rebecca and Audra. Uh, Audra realizes that Jesse is a loser. Like, she lost her mind. She's embarrassed that Rebecca saw her like this because she thinks Rebecca has her life together. Um, 
And Rebecca's flattered by that and says, I know you see me as a hardworking and decisive pretzel entrepreneur who has taken many a lover out in West Covina. <laughs> and I just love that way of putting it. <laughs> a decisive pretzel entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely inaccurate. She has taken many a lover out in West Covina. I know. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, that line really delighted me. Um Audra's like, exactly. And Rebecca tells her, look, it's not actually that easy. I struggle with decisions. Um, and she asks, did you run away because you don't love your husband and kids or because it got hard? And Audra says, it got hard. And she seems really emotional about it. Um, you know, she says, triplets are rough. It's just me and David and our three au pairs. <laughs> and then you're like, okay. <laughs> It's like, I was, you know, you're feeling so bad for her. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> then she says that and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sympathy flies at the window at that moment, but still. But Rebecca pushes on. She's like, you know, something I learned is to face up to my life. It, you know, it's hard, but it's worth it. And, you know, I think this is something Audra needs to hear. And she says, you know, you're cooler than I thought you were. Um, Rebecca, obviously, this is not something they do a lot. Compliment each other, but. Audra is like, yeah, I could say a lot of nice things about you, actually. And then we go into our, I guess, fourth song in the episode. It's another reprise of the song from season one, the Jap battle with um, Rebecca and Audra. What did we all think of of the return of this? I loved it. Uh, Jab Battle was one of my favorites uh, from season one. I gave it a, a very high score. Um, I don't know that we were all in agreement with exactly how high we scored this, but I really loved it from season one. I really loved it here. I thought the setting was really fun. I thought what they were saying was really fun. I love this kind of like quick back and forth human because like their chemistry is so good. They play off of each other so well. It's very catchy. It's like a fun beat. Uh, I really liked it and it was a good reprise. It didn't last too long. I think it did what it needed to do and it like changed up the vibe of the song itself, uh, especially with what they were saying. Uh, I loved it. Just uh, really, really solid. Really, really good. I'm pretty confident I was on the original Jeff battle. Episode. Oh, yeah, because that was uh, also the flooded with justice. Episode. Raging Waters, and you so many references to the episodes I've been on so far. Uh, and uh, yeah, I really like this song as well. I think you know, I don't lose. No, I was gonna say, I don't know a lot of rap that I don't like, but that's actually not true. Uh, so hey, but this was good, yeah. Well, I was looking, and uh, Lindy and Adam were both higher in the song than you and I were, Tommy. A uh, Adam was nearly, nearly five, Lindy was a four. You were a 3.3 and I was a 3.1. Yeah, that checks. That's probably where I'm, yeah, it makes sense. So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't like the, the the biggest fan of the first one. Didn't hate it, but didn't love it either. And I'm kind of the same boat here, although there's parts of this I do like a little bit better than the first one. I like them like calling out the problematic stuff, like stopping in the middle and talking about that. I, I think that aspect of it worked better for me than the first one did. And I, I do like the, the fact that moves into from them being complimentary to it becoming a competition and them like complaining about the other one, trying to out compliment each other. I kind of like the way that this, the, the humor of this, a uh, like shifted gears and went from one thing to another more than I did the first one. So I like the content of this one a little bit more like the first one. So this is probably going to get, this reprise is going to get a higher score for me than the original one did probably. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like, you know, bringing this back from the first season, you know, showing how different this uh, relationship dynamic is now between Rebecca and Audra than it was back then. Uh, so I like that they're bringing this back, you know, late in the season. I think I think it works for me. Um, so then we get this really short scene where <laughs> White Josh has come up with a solution uh, for this whole problem with the three guys. And uh, in telling them, he also has to point out that, you know, he does a lot of crunches. <laughs> and Josh, I also do a lot of crunches. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he has to say that. But I guess that's how he gets his incredible bod, as Rebecca puts it. Um, so we'll come back to what that actually was. Um, but first we see Paula going back to her office, now wearing the suit, the new suit she bought with her winnings, you know. Uh, she must have won a lot to be able to buy the suits for uh, the five of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, she tells the, the woman, you know, this is the last one I'm going to buy. I'm sorry if that means, like, I don't fit in here. Um, and her boss says, you know, we don't care how you dress, like you're a brilliant legal mind, just keep doing that and you'll fit in just fine. And obviously, this is a great thing for Paula to hear. <laughs> and she tells, you know, the boss, hot tip, they have great stuff at Dress Barn. Uh, to which she says, it's a dress barn? <laughs> and Paula's like, oh, you know what, I get it's not for you. I see that. <laughs> yeah, this has like big shits Creek, the blouse barn uh, energy here. So I did, I did really like that. Yes, and then we have uh, the last few scenes of the episode kind of wrapping up the stories in this episode. So first we see uh, Hector asking Heather where his hoodie is, and she just says, you know, you're going to have to find that yourself. We're partners, and I need you to show up. We have to work together, or someday I might run off to Vegas <laughs> with some loser, you know, and call him daddy. Like, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I think she's kind of like, you know, I'm I'm not going to be your mommy. You're not my daddy, you know. <laughs> like, she de definitely got that uh, like, squicked out by all that in Vegas. And, no, he kind of explains, oh, yeah, I guess I just kind of leaned on you because you you did stuff for me, but I'll do better. So, yeah, it's it's a nice resolution, I guess, for something that probably wish hadn't happened in the first place. Yep. Yeah, no, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze here. This was no gusher. No <laughs> gusher. That is exactly right. Um, Should that be our new rating system? Gusher, no gusher? Gusher, no gusher. I think so. Institute yeah. that, institute that like the last three episodes of our podcast. Yeah, just completely yeah. changed. <laughs> right oh, at yeah. the end. Yeah, right yeah. at the end. <laughs> um, final punchline, I think, is that Hector left his keys in the hoodie. So <laughs> that's why it's important to find. Um, so then we get Valencia and Beth. Valencia is talking to her on FaceTime and says that, you know, when I saw Denise Martinez pressured someone into a proposal, I realized ultimatums are super basic. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Like, I love you and I hope you can forgive me. Um, and Beth immediately forgives her and says, like, you know, I wasn't saying no forever. You know, if you get down on one knee and ask me someday, like, I might say yes. And Valencia is like, wait, I can propose? And she is so excited about this. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is exactly what I was saying last podcast, right? Of just like 
she if she really wants this why does she not just propose and clearly we see that like she obviously didn't realize that or something some kind of block there i i don't know i still feel like that's a little shaky in terms of the logic um and like i said earlier this episode i just wish that like the denise stuff was not the catalyst for what made her realize the stuff with beth i wish that it was more of beth being the person that is like helping valencia realize these feelings and understand her emotions and like understand the future of their relationship here uh, I was a little upset that it wasn't that. So I like where we end up, where she has this realization and they seem to be on good terms. I just am not a huge fan of how we got there. I totally agree. Um, so then we have the last scene of the episode where uh, Rebecca and Daryl are looking at the columns again. And Rebecca says, you know what? I need to be an adult and have an open, honest conversation with each guy and then make a choice. And Daryl is like, well, I've been asked to bring you somewhere. And uh, we see her walk into the restaurant where Nathaniel, Josh and Greg are all sitting at a table together. And, you know, they say we've all agreed. We're proposing you go on three dates with three guys. And Rebecca's like, nine dates. That's such a weird number. <laughs> Um, I can see how she got there. Um, but they say, no, like one day with each of us. And at the end of that, you make a decision. What do you think? And then the episode cuts off. So we don't see what she thinks in this one. Yeah. And I will say again, I like where we end here. I like this concept as well. I think it's like very interesting. Um, my, again, my only complaint, I think Lindy said this earlier. Why is Josh even an option for one of these dates? <laughs> It doesn't even make any sense. Like, there's no way that Josh should be a realistic option to even go on one of these dates. But here we are, of course, the the, the love quadrangle, the thing that we have been setting up all season. Who will she choose? And now we have a mechanism by which she is going to be making that choice. So we're gearing up. Two episodes left. It's so wild. The show is almost over. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. I'm glad someone agrees. You know, I think we're all just, we can't believe the show's almost over. And, you know, there's so much in the up in the air with the show. Like, we're setting up, like Adam said, like these three dates, these three guys, like what's going to happen? There's a lot to, you know, for the show to cover in the next two episodes. And we're going to cover it all. But until then, that's our episode for today. That's the episode, season four, episode 15 of Craziest Girlfriend. Of course, that's not the end of the podcast here, as we have some very important things to do as well before we wrap up our season. Uh, and of course, the first is to get into Todd's Game Corner. <laughs> game corner uh lindy this is getting a little intense here as we as we continue towards the end of the season because uh you know uh, obviously we haven't released last episode yet of course so tommy has no idea where the game st standing is at here but we have 17 episodes that we are playing the game for meaning you need to win uh nine of them to win the season and the current score is eight to six in favor of me it was eight to five last week and lindy pulled it out with some really incredible apple knowledge uh from marissa there uh and so it's eight to six here 
And Tommy, as we said before, you're no uh, newbie to the podcast. You know the system. You understand the game, so we don't have to go through and explain it to you. You have a very important decision to make. Would you like to join Team Adam, the person who you're going to Vegas with for a vacation with uh, within the next week? Uh, or would you like to join Team Lindy, the person who has not talked to you since the last time you were on the podcast? No, we talk all the time, Adam. <laughs> totally up to you. Wow. Uh, so, oh, man. <laughs> Tommy, this is your opportunity to like to go, well, Adam, I don't know. Are you going to do slow motion walking with me? That oh, yeah, no. this is true. I can make my... Yeah, my I make... would do slow motion walking with but you. But you're not even anyway. coming. Well... Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's up so, to you, Tommy. Who, uh, I, can I we give you... me like 10 minutes so I can make a columns list? Oh, no, <laughs> no I, I have to go do something else today. We got to get this moving. Um, I do think I got to go with Adam because we got, I got to test the waters. Lindy, Lindy, no, no. Oh, I can't even look at that. What? Screen. <laughs> Lindy, Lindy, hear me out. I have to test how good at games Adam is because we're going to be, I need a partner, a duo in Vegas. You're not coming to Vegas. Otherwise I could test if you were good at, at games as well this is I, my reason i think if you want to assess his ability you'd have to play against him so you see how Ooh. good he is by himself no that but... logic makes no sense tommy uh no it really does because <laughs> it doesn't matter how good i am you just help me and then you see how well adam does against that tommy i'm just gonna say i think i've i've proven myself pretty well in these quizzes if we're looking for a game part you know what i mean you like, know uh... it feels like both of you are throwing ultimatums at me and <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. I really thought Ultimatums were trying to get someone to make a decision. So, truthfully, honestly, I don't even know why either of you are fighting for me. I've never won one of these. I've been on every single season. And so, honestly, when do you have to the win? Like, when do you <laughs> Okay, so Tommy, officially, uh, whose team are you joining today? Yeah, I'm going on Team Adam because either Adam wins and I'm on that, or I help Lindy out, which is most likely what's going to happen. And then Lindy's that happy the, with me. That's what Melissa said. I've heard this and exact then... logic before. <laughs> and then yeah, but it happened. Melissa and I got but, the win, though. So but I, I have I a think, track right? record. That's the problem. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, the decision's been made. Here, Here we, we are. Uh, okay, Todd. Uh, in a potentially game-winning Todd's Game Corner here, what do you have for us today? Yep. So today, uh, there's really nothing else we can have the game about in a Las Vegas episode than Vegas and gambling. So these are going to be movies and characters. <sighs> yes. Oh, Adam. Yeah, Adam got so excited yeah, for so a moment. Happy. Man, can we do like one game that isn't which obscure character did this? Poor... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, we did it last week with apples. That wasn't one obscure character. Uh, yeah, true. Adam, don't insult Todd's games. <laughs> That's okay? true. Yeah, Lindy won yeah. those, though, so you should be doing more of those. Okay. I don't know, Adam. If you yeah. keep insulting, we might get kicked out of the game corner and then we can fulfill my <laughs> <laughs> This isn't a casino, though. <laughs> It's not casino. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, who's going first today? Uh, so today, I believe it is an odd-numbered episode. So I think that means Adam goes first. All right, Tommy. Um, let's do this. So, so Team Adam going first. So we are starting off with, um, let's see, uh, we're starting out with horror movies. <laughs> so these are all horror movies that have some sort of Las Vegas or gambling theme so we have a blast vegas b 
Dead Man's Hand, C, Suicide King, or D, Vampire in Vegas? Okay. I we could just talk this out, Tommy, because yeah. you know, Lindy can steal and that's fine. You know, whatever, whatever makes her happy. There's no way that it is Suicide King. I'm just gonna rule that one out. Okay. Right off the bat. I don't get out of there, King. Yeah, there's no way. Uh Blast Vegas also doesn't seem like a Todd creation. That's just my initial thought here. Yeah. Okay, what are the other two, Todd? Dead Man's Hand. And Vampire in Vegas. I feel like Dead Man's Hand is going to be it. Yeah, because I mean, Vampires in Vegas, it's too on the. Someone has trying done... to trick us. No, no, you can't, you can't, you can't play you can't that. Can't do game. that. That's, yeah. see, this is what usually gets us in trouble. That's, that's that's where the problem is. Yeah. All right. I feel like Dead Man's Hand is a good uh, is a good bet here. Because hand, you, there's there's hands in in gambling. Yeah, I like, think you, that you that got is a the, hand. I think that's the joke. <laughs> no, I, that's. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Okay, perfect. Uh, Dead Man's Hand, Todd. Let's lock it in. All right, Dead Man's Hand is locked in. And Lindy, for the steal, which of these three remaining do you think I? Lindy made looks up? surprised, as though we don't get all of these wrong every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> we get them wrong until we get them right you know what i mean like you never we don't know. get them right we... you could get them no, right by accident Andy's got a good point in games you get them wrong until you get them right <laughs> we never get them right though. uh occasionally do like i feel like last game you guys got a lot of them right like whenever melissa was on i feel like oh. you guys got got several several like, right because you're like oh this one is wrong. obviously todd so it's like and it's because it was one where i thought i don't know if they'll be able to I, I think I did a pretty good job this time. And every time I think I do a good job is the time that you guys uh, get them. And the times I don't think I do a good job is the times you guys don't get them. It's kind of it. Okay. Well, Lindy, so anyway, we already eliminated two of those for you. So what are you going with? So, Lindy, the options are Blast Vegas, Suicide King, or Vampire in Vegas. Give me Vampire in Vegas. All right. And the score is zero to zero because uh, Adam Scott, about the thing that's definitely not Todd, is the one that Todd made up. Suicide King is the one that I made up. Oh. Okay. I didn't think that was a, t- a topic we were going to make up a thing on. But all right. Uh, okay. Uh, it's, so I guess I was incorrect a, there. So. It's what they refer to the one the cards and poker as. So, you know, it's a, it's a card thing. It's got okay. murder or death in it. So, yeah. And horror, yeah, I see the vision. You know, I'll give you Todd. You that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, it clearly worked. We used it on guess yeah. but yeah, it's probably not uh, the best to criticize the game host while we're. While <laughs> no, no, no. This is the new thing. Yeah, oh. this is this is where I'm going because I Lindy gets so upset when I like criticize her, and she's just, I feel so, so bad. Criticize. Yeah, but but yeah. Todd Todd has such a thick skin. No, and doesn't Todd get just gets super all. angry. Yeah, he just gets <laughs> really angry, and then I feel like I'm gonna get murdered in that back alley poker room. Okay, uh, zero to zero, our usual score after one question. Yeah. All right. So next up, Lindy, are comic book characters. Great. Of course. So I know these. <laughs> we have A, Double Down, B, High Roller, C, Jackpot, or D, Roulette. These are just ga- these are just game terms. Like <laughs> they're mm-hmm. all like that. It's kind of a comic book character. They look at a board and they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. All right, so I, I will I will give a uh, little descriptions of the characters uh, as well. Okay. Um. So Double Down is a character who is a, a has like a cursed deck of cards that he uses to attack people with. 
High Roller is someone kind of like it was like a kind of a 70s character. He's got like you no know, disco skate type thing, roller skates going on. Uh, Jackpot is just a uh, kind of uh, the, they don't have a whole lot of poker theme. They're just like they're they're lucky. And then Roulette is someone who throws little discs that can cause good luck or bad luck. I mean, yeah. Okay, well, um... <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't help whatsoever, but a, uh, now it's more than just terms. I don't know. I feel like that did a lot, actually. Oh, no. You just I have mean... to read Todd's face when he's describing these. Todd, practice just... your blood face. No. He's doing Tommy's weird face. It looks like he's about to cry. Right. Adam, are you saying that you know the answer based on Todd's face from that? I'm saying I have I I know what I'm going to guess. Oh my gosh. Now I'm upset. I wasn't looking at his face the whole time. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> I was looking down. I was trying to focus. It's whenever he's describing it his eyes either go down or they go up. And I'm not saying this just cuz I watched the show lie to me, but like <laughs> Oh no! Now I feel like I have to get it right. Oh, but I could be wrong though, and then that you know what I mean. Like I'm just going to like turn off my camera or move it so like the, the glares in my glasses so you can't see my eyes moving. Especially when there's a description that isn't like a pre-written thing, and it's Todd just like generically describing it. Then we get a lot of information there. All right, I'm probably wrong because that's how it goes. But I'm going to guess jackpot. Jackpot is a real comic book character. So, Adam. Uh, what was the first? I forget the name of the first one. Oh, so we have uh, so we have Double Down, High Roller, and Roulette. Okay, I like Double Down, Tommy. That's what I was thinking. Because listen, I mean, I was thinking Double Down as well. Give me that Double Down KFC chicken sandwich. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so Tommy and Adam are doubling down on Double Down. <laughs> Well, and they know. have doubled down on getting no points because Double Down is a real comic book character. It's High yes. Roller that I made up. Wow. We're really bad at this. Wait, which one did about... you make up? High Roller. High Roller. Okay. I was questioning the, the adding the date because I was like, oh, he had an extra here. Uh, it was my thought process. So I was, but you felt so confident on Double Down, Adam. Well, yeah. I'm really so it was Adam's fault. Yeah. Yeah, but you, yeah, I had to get <laughs> no, that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We always, right. first of all, always double on 11s in blackjack. Just FYI. That's okay, the number one rule. Always double down on 11s. Okay, Todd, still 0-0 zero, zero after the second question. All right. So next up is a uh, musicals. But like movie musicals largely, not like Broadway musicals. Yeah. Uh, so we have A, Beginner's Luck. B, Lucky Stiff. C, Meet Me in Las Vegas. And D, Robin and the Seven Hoods. I, first of all, I would like to see Robin in the Seven Hoods. So if Todd made that one up, I'm going to be a little upset because that means I can't see it. <laughs> um, I feel like Meet Me in Las Vegas is, again, a little too on the nose for, like, if I'm thinking of a, a creative Vegas musical, Meet Me in Las Vegas. Like, I don't think that's where Todd's going. Uh, what were the first two again? Beginner's Luck and Lucky Stiff. I like either of them. I feel like beginner's luck is probably where I'm leaning. What are your thoughts? Beginner's luck is a hard one because it's like, it's so generic where they could, I could see it. Um, what was the last one again? Uh, 
So it was Beginner's Luck, Lucky Stiff, Meet Me in Las Vegas, and Robin and the Seven Hoods. See, that's the one, Adam. You think it's... Are you... I don't know. Are you just, like, hoping that it's not... That's really... You're not even considering it? I'm considering anything and everything. I don't know. I'm just, like, my... I, I, I Basically, for these quizzes, I just go with my gut every time. And so... For the most part, it has it has basically worked out for four I'll, seasons. Yeah, I'll trust your gut because my my tummy never helps. Well, but so. if you you know this could be a real opportunity, Tommy. If it is Robin in the Seven Hoods, then you like you know if is that what no. you think it is? I beginners look and to me it's the one that's not Vegasy, which like means something to me, right? Because the other two are like a little more lucky based. I guess Robin, like, right? Robin in the Seven Hoods. Is that maybe that's a like a Vegas? I could, thing? yeah. Well, I don't know if it's like a Vegas thing, but I, I don't know. My that's, gut, that's my only thought. Yeah, on, yeah, but. yeah. Uh, what do you think about Lucky Stiff? Also, uh, I could all. I feel like that's an obscure one that like Todd pulled out. Like he found that and was like, "Oh, they might get tricked by that." That's I think his his trick one. Yeah, these are all really obscure. Um. Okay, so we're between bitter, but I think it's beginners like you think it's Robin and the Seven Hoods. I'm going. Yeah. I'm okay with go with you on this one, Tommy. You joined Team Adam here, even though Lindy gave you a look that could probably make puppies cry. Uh, and so, Robin and the Seven Hoods, let's lock it in. All right, Robin and the Seven Hoods, starring Frank Sinatra and Sammy mm-hmm. Davis Jr. Uh, and Dean Martin. It's a Rat Pack film. A uh, you can watch it, Adam. I'm uh, going to because that's Todd. Yeah. Todd loves when he gets to be like, <laughs> yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, now Lindy has our so, full logic on all the rest of them. Yeah. So Lindy, we have Beginner's Luck, Lucky Stiff, or Meet Me in Las Vegas. Okay, I'm gonna go with my gut because that you know why not? <laughs> like Adam said, might as well. I'm going to say Lucky Stiff. Well, you should have gone with Adam's gut because yeah, it's beginner's yeah, luck. Yeah, I knew it, Adam. Yeah, I told you. Every yeah. time I got to go with your gut. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, Tommy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's fine. We're I was trying to give a big poker face through <sighs> that whole thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. I felt pretty uh, good about that. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, we got this, Tommy. We still can, yeah. we still can win, but Lindy's going to have a chance to win the game outright. I right can win here. if I get this right. Yeah. I, I will say Lucky Stiff is a lot of fun. Lucky Stiff, I, my uh, my college, uh, OSU, uh, put on production Lucky Stiff whenever I was there. And it was like a really fun uh, musical. So oh, it also has been to a movie which was, wasn't was as good as as the stage play was. But I, uh, yeah. All right, Lindy. The last and... one is like kind of action, action films. Uh, so we have A, Big Money Rustless. B, Guns, Girls, and Gambling. C, gut shot straight, or D, one eyed Jack. Lindy, I just want to impress upon you how important <laughs> this is. Like you're this sitting at the poker first. table, you have one more hand, you have one chip left. Because if you get this right, you just win the whole thing, and we can keep going. But if you get mm-hmm. it wrong, we have a chance to steal and win the whole season. Yep. I understand. Okay, good. I was just making sure. Just <laughs> the making sure gravity you of this. Okay, go. I go, really, go, go, go. really do. Um, I, you know, I'll just say I regret. I should have gone with Adam Scott in the previous question. <laughs> I even gave it to you. I said the logic out loud. I, I know. I don't I even know. usually do that, but here we are. But I went with my gut instead, and it was wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. Back to this one. Um, Todd, can you please repeat all of the questions? All of the sure. We, 
We have Big Money Wrestlers, Gun Girls and Gambling, Gut Shot Straight, One-Eyed Jack. I hope you heard me sigh into the microphone. Yeah, we all did. We all did. Very loud. We all did. That's how I feel. (laughs) Um, Adam got in my head, even though I was already in my head about this. This is so important. There's a lot of room in there. This is free real estate, basically. For sure. Um, (laughs) And the problem is none of these are jumping out to me like, yeah, this one's the answer. It could be any of them. So yes. I'm just going to have to pick. I'm going to go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. ready. All right. I'm going to go with uh, gut shot straight. And now Adam and Tommy have a chance to take <laughs> the game. They okay. do. I will say the last two I felt really confident weren't it. Uh, just because I don't I don't know that Todd knows what a gut shot straight is. Um and that one eye jack is like very much a thing. Uh, okay, so we have what are the first two again? Something big money rustler or something? Yeah, big money rustlers and guns, girls, and gambling. I love guns, girls, and gambling is the one that Todd. And that was my gut too. Yeah, I really love that. Is what is what Todd came up with here. I feel like that's just it's so fitting. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's one eye jack. I admittedly it could be that first one. I'm 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 between those first two. But my initial thing right away was alliteration. We get, you know, you know what I mean? Like guns, girls, gambling. It's almost like too perfect there. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. And you're with me on this, Tommy? I I am with, hey, blind faith, all in, baby. Okay. We're all in, (laughs) literally, because this could be the end of the game for the season for season four of Todd's game corner. We would like to go with guns, girls and gambling. We're going to save the energy for the tiebreaker. That could be gay because a guns, girls and gambling is a real film. And once again, Adam immediately eliminated the one that was mine. One eye Jack is the one that I came up with. Okay, that was, I mean that was a good one to come up with. Uh, I'm I'm impressed. Okay, so just to be very clear here, we yet again ended the game zero to zero after four <laughs> questions. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. O- always, always fun when that happens. Yeah. So uh, love it. <laughs> so now it's going to be our traditional tiebreaker setup, uh, <sighs> and this one is going to be still in the gambling theme. It's going to be the number that we're looking for is the gaming revenue revenue of the state of Nevada in 2021 in billions of dollars. So the entire state of Nevada, how much gambling revenue the state made in 2021. And to give you, to give you the baseline, I'll go to like the number five state, which was New York and New York state in 2021. The number five state was 2.71 billion. What so that state, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No one knows anything <laughs> about New York here. That's for sure. I want to be very transparent on this question because I, I like I'm gonna feel bad at the end of this because I think I know the answer. You think the you know the exact answer? Member I don't know exact, but like I listen to gambling podcasts. Oh my goodness! Oh, of course. I you don't. Do. I don't know that I know like the exact answer, but I think I can get pretty close. So just as like a heads up there. 
Alrighty. So, uh, Lindy, if you will, a uh, you know, send me your number that you come up with, and then we'll have uh, Adam tell Tommy what the number is going to be, and then Tommy maybe can like dissuade him. Can I guess the number first? Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely yeah. want you to get the number first. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, you know, I was feeling okay about this until Adam said he knows the answer. <laughs> so, um, unless I just miraculously guess really close um to the decimal point uh adam's probably got this but i'll try i'm i'm gonna try yeah yeah, yeah. um again these number things i'm like am i gonna yep. be like hundreds off like i don't know <laughs> yep i know it's a I, I hope that the, you know, giving like a jumping off point can help, but also the difference between number one and number five can be, you know, a lot. So it's a, uh, it's a gamble. Worth, I have picked a number and I'm about to send it to Chad. Wow. <laughs> it's, I'm sure I'm going to lose. Okay. But whatever. I'm this is gonna th I know this is wrong, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> whatever. The, the real question is like, should I feel bad about this? I don't uh, you know, honestly, I don't think so because all you these questions know. are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah you didn't would... know that that this would happen. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you have the number Todd so we can start I, I, to, yeah, uh, I have I okay, have Tommy. The what do you got? All What's right. your like guess here? Okay, so it's billions uh in the whole year revenue. Like yes. yeah. And the whole state. It's not the whole just, state. Yeah, not, not just Vegas, but like the whole state. I feel like it's got to be pretty high, right? But also it's a billion. So, like, that's got to be factored in, too. I'm going to go, ooh, ooh. This might be, I don't know. See, I know, like, range. 16 billion. Yeah, that's a little bit higher than what I think it is. Uh, I believe I believe it's, like, pretty close to the 13, 13 and a half mark. Somewhere along those lines. Okay. So what does it go on? Is it, what's the rules on? on I've never been. It's whoever's it's just, closest. Yeah. Whoever's ever closest, yeah, then, and they're equidistant, then it's closest not going over. To, yeah. We've never even come close to being exactly equidistant. But um, do you want to like split the difference? I feel I feel like decently confident, but I'm okay with I, like splitting the difference if you want to go a little bit higher. Well, we go fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, just a yeah, little. A little bit. A little bit of wiggle room there. I can't yeah. read Lindy's face if she's happy or sad about that. Yeah, wait, uh, see your other numbers. 22, 14, 6. 4, 8, 15, 16. Okay, uh, let's, go, let's go $14 billion. Final answer. And uh, Adam pretty much nailed the number. It is 13.43. And uh, Adam wins the season because a, uh, Lindy's guess was higher than that. So. Oh, what'd you guess, Lindy? Does like it way, matter? Oh, like way higher? <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it like a lot, lot higher? It, okay. was, it was quite a bit higher, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, well, to be fair, it was 33.1, which I had no idea. So I don't think that's that bad of a guess. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, well, there we are, folks. Do I get like an asterisk? Like it's like yeah. Adam Champion, Tommy kind of was there. Listen, <laughs> everyone, I just have to say, all of the guests who have joined me throughout uh, on Team Adam in season four, thank you so much. I loved having you, Tommy. This was amazing. Thank you so much for, for helping. Uh, this was great. We love it. Uh, and unfortunately for Lindy, I'm so sorry. Uh, but well fought, Lindy. We really, I mean, we made it very long in the season. There's only a couple episodes left. So it's not like this was a route right from the beginning or anything like that. Uh, put up a valiant effort and um, 
that's a that's a wrap on Todd's game corner here. Yeah, I I, I am sorry. That I thought this was going to be more of a crapshoot, but it turned out to be a sure thing for him that tiebreaker. So. Uh... See, you know, I thought it would hurt to lose on an answer that was guns, girls, and gambling, but it actually hurt more to lose on an <laughs> answer that Adam already knew. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, uh, you know, one of those uh, one of those situations we've certainly had them before, uh, where one of us just like happens to know things, like Todd's asking about cheese or, or gambling or even Rachel Bloom, uh, and so you know. Here we are. Uh, a wrap on Todd's Game Corner that does bring the series total to three to one, uh, which is enough to win for Crazy Ace Girlfriend. But certainly this will not be the end of Todd's Game Corner uh, going forward, although it, it may be the end for the season. We'll talk about it, of course, and figure out what we're going to do. But, uh, you know, I don't want to speak too prematurely here, but I have to imagine we bring Todd's Game Corner back for whatever show we may or may not be covering next. Could be. Could be. Who's to say? Uh, well, that is uh, the game corner there. But of course, we're not done uh, with this episode, are we? We uh, have a couple more things to do. The first is to give some pretzels to the four songs uh, that we had this uh, episode. Four songs. A lot of songs here. So we're going to start with the Math of Love Quadrangles. I'm not going to lie. This gets a full five for me. I really loved this. This was so amazing. Again, I wanted it to be longer, but I'm not mad that it necessarily wasn't. Full five pretzels for me. Uh, Lindy, what about you? The Math of Love Quadrangles. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. I'm going to give it a 4.5. 4.5 from Lindy. Tommy, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm right there. I was feeling a 4.5 as well. 4.5. And Todd? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the range for me, 4.5. Wow. Okay. A uh, lot of agreement here for the math of love quadrangles. We love to see it. Uh, almost a perfect quadrangle, I guess. Uh, next is slow motion. Uh, and Todd, we'll start with you. How do you feel about slow motion? Like I said, I think it's a pretty fun song. It's like not, not the greatest thing in the world, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay. A, a four from Todd. That's actually pretty high. Uh, Lindy, what about you? I have the exact same answer. It's a four from me. Oh no. Okay, Tommy. Uh, 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 sorry, I lost my page. I'm going to give it a 2.5. A 2.5. Thankfully for Tommy, so I can give an even lower score uh, <laughs> and not have to do with that. This is like. Uh, this is like a 1.2 for me. The, the, I, I don't know. I really didn't enjoy it. Uh, and then our next song, Slow Motion Reprise, was even worse than the first one. This gets like a 0. 0.7. Uh, I really did not enjoy it. Uh, Lindy, Slow Motion Reprise. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at the 0. 0.7. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 0. 0.7. Yeah. We have to, it's a full zero to five scale here. I'm just going to keep going and give this one a four as well. Another four. Oh my God. Todd. Uh, I think I'm a little bit lower on the uh, the reprise. Uh, I'm going to give it like a 3.3. Okay, and Tommy? This is a reprise. Uh, I'm giving it a 2.8. Oh, higher on the reprise than the original. It, because it was shorter. That's the, yeah, because it was shorter. It was, it was yeah, a gusher, don't you remember? We had to watch less of it, so I guess we'd love to see that. Okay, uh, Jet Battle, the final uh, song of the episode here. I gave the original one in season one a 4.8. I'm going to give this one just a little bit lower uh, at a 4.6 for me. Uh, Lindy, what about you? Jack Battle, the reprise. I give the original a 4, and I'm going to give this one a 4 as well. <laughs> okay, Lindy is firmly in the 4 to 4.5 range here today. Uh, Todd, what about you? I give the original a 3.1, and I'm going to give this one a 3.7. Okay, higher. Uh, and Tommy? I gave the original a... 3.3? 3.3. I'm going to give this one... <laughs> 
83.5. Okay, again, higher on this one. Very interesting. Uh, okay, and then the final thing that we have to do this episode is give out our truly happy point. Um, we will start today. Uh, oh, I feel like I know this answer. Todd, we're going to start with you. Who made you truly happy this episode? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you know the answer. It's White Josh. Yeah. I, uh, I loved everything with White Josh in this episode. I haven't really had a chance, I don't think, really to give him very many points this season. He hasn't been a, a big character in a lot of the episodes, so I got to get those White Joe points in while I can. So okay. White Josh made me laugh a lot in this episode. Yeah, fair enough. Lindy, uh, what about you? Who made you truly happy this episode? Well, you know what? I am just thinking the same things as Todd. I am also giving it to White Josh. I love how much he was delighted by all the drama um, and still confused by everyone's love for Rebecca and coming up with this plan that's going to be, you know, pretty interesting and dramatic. So I'm going to go White Josh. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tommy, what about you? Who made you truly happy this episode? Oh, man. I almost went with the awful answer. If other people were going to give a point to this person, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with my heart, my truly happy instead of the, the bit answer. Uh, I'm going to give it to AJ. I felt like the comments were yeah. like, they were, they hit me in the funny bone and they were just like there and I almost missed them. And I was like, wait, what, what did you just say? And I had to go back. It was, it was some good stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, that. that he was my runner up Tommy. Like if, if it wasn't for wide Joe, AJ would have gotten my, my points this, yeah. this week, I think. So yeah. AJ is also my runner up. Uh, and my first is not white Josh. Unfortunately, my first is actually Paula. Paula is the one that made me truly happy this episode. Uh, I love $10,000 bonus, getting a new job, a great new office life. She's making a ton of money at poker. She clearly knows games. She said the word pie gal. I don't know how, uh, I don't know how to not do that, but, uh, yeah. it's the pie gal bump. Right yeah. It's there. the pie gal bump automatic point for Paula. We absolutely love to see it. Um, I am just going to call Tommy out here really quickly that he almost put a daddy as, uh, as his truly happy point. So if um, one person gave AJ the point, I was going to, yeah, daddy. I'm willing to change it. If I can give AJ the point, you give it to daddy. If that's, if you want to make this, yeah, <laughs> no, it's too late. It's too no, like that. Lindy doesn't want daddy on the page. I guess that's fine. Well, you know what, Lindy? can't put daddy in a corner okay um <laughs> uh and that's gonna do it for us here at one of describable podcast season four episode 15 tommy it was so good to have you thanks for coming on that was so much fun uh always a blast with you guys uh yeah it was amazing of course thank you for joining team adam uh we love the result tommy also gets a victory this season he was on the winning team so we love to see my tommy first victory w. and let's you know what tommy let's carry this victory into vegas and keep that momentum going let's win some money you know what i'm saying we keep going all in yeah well uh, always all in <laughs> no definitely not definitely, okay no, no 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 definitely not always all in um but tommy uh what else are you doing these days where can people find you if they want to hear uh, uh more of you well, besides finding me in the back room, uh, high poker games, mm -hmm. uh, I am on a podcast called Stark Wars. Uh, we cover, cover Star Wars and uh, Marvel content. Uh, we have had uh, Adam and, and Todd on, and maybe Lindy at some point, if you ever want to. The offer is always open. Oh. Uh, and uh, hey, we're, we're there. Come check us out. Listen to us if you like random me going on tangents and in my podcast host kind of being like, okay, and then we're going to talk. It's mainly the <laughs> podcast. So yeah. uh, 
very familiar with that setup. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know that one all too well. Yeah. Uh, yes, go check it out. Uh, they're doing a lot of good stuff there. Uh, and yeah, get Lindy on that podcast. Uh, Lindy, what are you doing these days? What are you up to? Uh, well, I'm at TV Lindy and our podcast Twitter, 1CXG Podcast. And yeah, that sounds really fun, Tommy. Um, you know, it might take me like a few days to heal from the heartbreak of losing this quiz. But maybe after that, um, I'd definitely love to <laughs> come talk on your podcast. Oh, she's even hitting you with a gill afterwards, Tommy, when you can't do anything about it. I this know. Is I, so I wanted to. I wanted this to is, so bad. Yeah, you're I, I gave you an opportunity to switch to my team. I gave you some logic. I Tommy, tried to don't, convince you, don't let her do you this called to an you. opportunity. It was an all. It was, are you, it was like if you, uh, you know, like one of those surveys where it's like, are you sure you want to skip the survey? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tom, um, you can't let her guilt you into this. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta dub today. So, uh, you know, uh, I, f- I feel like you can't be letting Lindy guilt you. I got like this. a. Wait, sorry, give me for the bit. Oh gosh, knocking everything. Oh, oh no, oh, no, no. <laughs> Tommy, Adam, Tommy just, just exploded. Adam, I'm interrupting Lindy to give you this honorary champion belt. For your oh wish. my god! Tommy it's has all, a massive all. belt, like, like it's, a wrestling it's, championship. It is truly championship massive that he just whipped out of nowhere, uh, <laughs> and he's wearing the belt. I love this energy, Tommy. Yes! Oh wow! This is why we're coming to Vegas, with baby. Oh my god! Okay, Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? Well, let me uh, say you... something nice. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you, Please, Tommy, for please. coming. It's always so much fun when you're here. Seriously, like, thank you. Okay. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. Uh, you can also find me uh, over on twitch.tv slash DMphilly occasionally doing a Willow Time-based uh, Dungeon Dragons game called Threats in the Pattern. And for the next few weeks, you can find me over on Post Show Recaps co-hosting a uh, the recaps of Cabinet of Curiosities along with Adam. Hey, oh, uh, we got Todd on Poster Recaps. Very exciting. Like he said, uh, go check that out there. If you're not a patron of Poster Recaps, you absolutely should be patreon.com slash poster recaps. You can come listen to a ton of podcasts that uh, all of us are doing over there. So on the patron feed, you get Hue, myself with Kevin Mateo and Melissa Woodward. Uh, like Todd said, Cabin of Curiosities. We are uh, plowing through that series. We're going to do three episodes a week uh, for the next three weeks of Cabin of Curiosities, which is very exciting. Uh, I'm also doing Final Fantasy VII Remake with Brooklyn Zed. We've made it to Walmart. Uh, come see how the rankings change uh, for people's attractiveness because they do change. Um, and then, of course, Mythic Quest Season 3 uh, has just come out. We just released the first two episodes, and uh, Jess Sterling and I did podcast about it, and that is also out. Very fun season so far. We're really excited to have the show back uh, in our lives, so definitely go check that out over there. Uh, and, of course, you can find me on Twitter at PianomanAdam1. But, of course, the most important place you can find me is right back here, where next week we will be back talking about Season 4, Episode 16, of one of podcast and because we have again put all of our guests at the very end of the podcast here it's not just going to be the three of us yet again todd is it i believe we're going to have someone else coming yes this time we'll have a first time guest for the next to the last episode it's taylor yeah uh taylor we're super excited to have her on for the penultimate episode of crazy Ace girlfriend i'm going to try and work in the word penultimate as many times as i can just because i feel like that's a very you know podcaster type thing to do so we need to make sure that we do that 
So join us next week where we'll be talking about the penultimate episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and subsequently the penultimate episode of the podcast, One of Girls Podcast, uh, with the incredible Taylor. Uh, and until then, bye.